You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50. Football, and I think Oakland victory. Oakland Raiders have scored on the most dreamy, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. What is up, Raider Nation? Your old buddy Murph back once again for another what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Episode number 240 of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave. Appreciate everybody that is joining us live tonight on the YouTubes. America, go to the YouTube right now. Appreciate you so much. You can join us every week at 4 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. A bunch of folks in the chat room already tonight. Michelle Sweat is in there. Paul Edgerton is in there. Kill Jadis is in there. Schmucky the Raider Bear. Fargo Raider. Uh, let's see. Lee B is in there. Kevin the Raider Nerd. Murph, did you see the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer? Yes, I did. Absolutely. And it's fantastic. I can't wait uh, for the show. That's going to be badass. Uh, King Wrecker is in there. Uh, Jeff Murphy is in there. So, hey, welcome QB Jeff to the chat room. Glad to, glad to, uh, glad to have you in the chat room, Jeff. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I love being in the chat room, but I love more being in the fan cave. Hey, you're here in the fan cave. We've got QB Jeff live tonight in the fan cave. He is adorning the Western Annex of the Murph Fan Cave desk where uh, Uncle Maj typically sits. And uh, so, yeah, welcome in tonight, man. Appreciate you joining me. Appreciate you having me. After uh, the little Twitter spat we had, I felt it was only appropriate for me to get on and voice my opinion 
about all this Russell Wilson and Derek Carr nonsense. Dude, we're going to way get into this thing. We're oh, going to yeah. get into the weeds big time on this. As we know, uh, Jeff uh, played the position of quarterback at a very high level uh, for a long time and uh, and speaks with expertise and knowledge, not only around the position of quarterback, but around um, uh, around a group of five schools, uh, which is uh, where, where he attended one of them at Middle Tennessee State University and played quarterback, uh, but also just, just college football as a whole. So we're going to definitely talk about the draft as well. Well, uh, after we talk a little bit about this Derek Carr business, we're also going to talk about some free agency. Uh, we'll get to that, and then we're going to get to some Raiders and pop culture. Then I've got a Raiders all-time team for you, Jeff. Um, yeah. This is going to be awesome. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and then uh, and then we'll get to the Sea of Fans mailbag, and we'll hear from you, uh, where more of you and less of us is a good thing, Raider Nation, where you can uh, uh, call anytime at 909-345-3346, or you can uh, email the show at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. So um, I want to thank everybody that's joining us, not only on the YouTubes, but the audio version of the podcast. Thank you so much to all of you that have uh, downloaded and subscribed and rated and reviewed the show on the audio version. If you haven't done that yet, please do that. Uh, give us a little bit of love there. And then uh, by doing that, increases our advertising opportunities. And of course, we give 100% of that money away to the One Nation Foundation. So we appreciate you for doing that. Uh, and you can find us on any podcast service just by searching for RaidersFanRadio.com. All right, so that's about all I got here at the top. Let's go ahead, Jeff. Like, I want to get into this thing like so quick, man. We got so much to talk about tonight, so I'm going to go ahead and hit the contact info, and then let's, uh, let's, let's do some respect. Let's do it. Woo! Hey, Raider Nation! You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email Email me me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tok. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. Ow! Nice. That was good. That was good. Uh, so, all right. Appreciate everybody joining us uh, live tonight on the YouTube show, of course, in the chat room. Uh, all the super chats that are coming in already. We've got one from Capo for $8. I appreciate that so much, Capo. He says, greetings, nation. Happy Monday night for Sir Paul, a royal scribe, and Wednesday morning to kill Jadis. Uh, and then uh, Ebony Graves with a $10 donation says, hello, family. Hello, Ebony. And uh, we appreciate you all very much. And uh, 100% of that money that we get via the super chat goes, of course, to the foundation I mentioned. That is the One Nation Foundation, where we take 100 
100% of your money, and we give it away to Raiders-related charities. So appreciate um, those donations so far and, uh, and all the, the, the amazing generosity that happens with our listeners. Thank you all very, very much. All right, so Jeff, we've got a lot of Raiders stuff to get to tonight. A bunch. But before we get to that here at the top of the show, we got to give some respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout-outs. More time. We yeah, give respect. Yeah, hey, we got to give respect. So first off, I want to give respect to fellow, uh, clearly Raider fan, but also listener of the show, Fargo Raider. This is Josh Maldonado. He's a, become a good friend of ours uh, through the show, and uh, and he reached out and said, hey, he's from Fargo. is where he gets his name, Fargo, North Dakota. He says, I've got this local brewery up here um, called Drecker Brewery, uh, or Brewhalla, as they refer to it. it. And he says, I want to share some Brewhalla with you guys and also uh, a snack called Chippers. Would you guys be willing to try it on the show? And I'm like... Well, yeah, like of course, no like yeah, question. we're we're hey, we'll we'll whore ourselves out for anything. You want to send it to us? We'll hang it up or we'll try it here live on the show. So we're gonna try this. So for those of you that are on the audio podcast, I'm holding up the can here, and it says Drecker, uh, uh, Drecker Brewing Company, and then it says um, uh, North Dakota Nodak is what it says, and it's Broken Rudder. Irish red. All right, so I've got a couple glasses here for us. Can's awesome it, too. The, I love the design on it. Yeah, what's going on? Tell us about the can there. Yeah, you got a little Viking uh, Viking ship, you know, with the, uh, the waves crashing in the background. It's a dope, dope can. I don't know. That's pretty cool. I'm all man. about the the art, man. That's cool, man. Yes, absolutely. Great looking can, and it says so. It's an Irish red. So. I like a red beer. You I have do. a red beer at your place. I do. The Angry Redhead. Angry Redhead. I've come across a couple of those in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this beer is much smoother. <laughs> so, all right. So, for the audio podcast, so I'm pouring the, I'm pouring it there, and and, and Jeff is pouring his there. Okay, and uh, and our our fancy Guinness glasses here. One time I was pouring a beer on the show, and everybody made fun of me. They're like, "Murph, what are you doing? The head's too big on there." I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to like pour it on camera it or whatever. Is. It's like the it's, mic, you got the computer in it, front of you. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. Like, you know, like if, if I'm in the kitchen by myself, like uh, everything's fine. All right, here we go. So I'm going to, all right, here we go. So this is the, so you can see it got a nice color there. All right, you ready, you ready to tip it up there, Murph? Salud. All right, salud, man. Let's go. Chin Don. Go Raiders. Mm. That's oh good. my gosh. Smooth. That is fantastic. It's got it. It's oh got my a, gosh. Yeah, that's really good. Dude, that's legit. It's almost got like a hint of, I don't know if it's, what that is. Not chocolate, but. I don't know. I'm not good. Like, I don't have a sophisticated palate. Like, I'm not good at being like. like I do. (laughs) I'm not. Yeah, like, I can't be like, oh, I can find hints of blackberry and citrus. (laughs) I I don't know, man. All I know is does stuff taste good or not? It's great. This is fantastic. I love it. So check them out. Uh, uh, Much respect to our buddy, Josh Maldonado, uh, for sending Drecker Brewing Company, Broken Rudder, Irish Red, uh, we will gladly uh, enjoy the rest of these on tonight's episode. And one last thing, Josh sent. So these are called chippers. So this is like, we're like getting a little taste of North Dakota up in here. Yeah. So we're getting, we're getting a little hint of what goes on up there in North Dakota. So along with the beer, these chippers are chocolate-covered Red Valley potato chips made with our delicious chocolate by Carol Weidman Kennedy and David Kennedy. And it's Carol or Weidman. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Carol Weidman's Candy Company. That's in Fargo, North Dakota, uh, 701-281-8664. So check them out. So, all right, Murphy, here you go. So I'm going to give you, these are the chocolate, co- here, I guess I better show the camera. These are chocolate covered, oops, jeez, I almost dropped them. Chocolate covered potato chips is what, what he sent us. So there you go. So grab, oh, oh. Well, I just dropped them on Masha's hat there. 
I got a little taste of Mosh's oh, hat, too. Yeah, okay. All right. Huh. So we got, these, are, I, these are interesting. These look good. Yeah, okay. All right, give it a shot. You go first. All right. All right. I love anything chocolate. <laughs> How is it? Is it good? It's delicious. Is it good? Got a little saltiness from the chip. Really, oh, my gosh. Really good chocolate. Oh, my gosh. That's delicious. It reminds me of the uh, C's chocolate back home. Yeah, like C's candies? C's candies? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Really good with the beer, too. Oh, that's a drip. Dude. A double dip. Fargo Raider. Let's freaking go, dude. Claps, man. Thank you so much, man. Hello? I'm not kidding you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's incredible. So yeah, good. That's good. So Mosh and I know chocolate covered potato chips. Chocolate covered potato chips. And Mosh and Jeff picked the wrong week to miss here. They sure did. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Mosh. Sorry, Swag. Yeah, we might leave you some chocolate covered potato chips left. <laughs> oh my gosh, those are awesome! Thank you so much, Fargo Raider. He's a man, Fargo. Check out Drecker Brewing and um, what was the candy company? One more time, Carol Weidman's Candy Company. All right. Thank you so much to, to them, and uh, so there's a little bit of respect for Josh. Hey, hey, Murph, real quick. Yeah, please. We got something. Uh, getting a little text message here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Swa Swaggy's got a question. What's, what? What has he got? Did we leave out his episode number? No. Oh, oh well, we'll get to that. I, I'll tell you what, Swaggo. Let me uh, let me shout out and give respect to Mike Y. Uh, with a $5 donation there. It says, uh, uh, Raiders. So we thank you to Mike Y. And then one more, uh, Tyrone Graves. Uh, he says, me and Ebony want to thank everyone for their cares and prayers. Our daughter's out of the hospital making progress. Now we're on the road. We're the road of recovery. Awesome. Love y'all. Raider Nation for life. Awesome prayer report there, brother. We appreciate uh, you sharing that with us. And thank you so much for the donation. Uh, and then also Daniel Mangus says, <laughs> send the chips my way. <laughs> there you go. Daniel Mangus, we're going to hear from him and his brother here uh, in just a little bit. And, uh, and, and they are uh, frequenters of the Dominico's Italian they Deli there in Alameda, California. They are. Um, but okay, Swag Jeff, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I didn't forget you, and I did forget you. I was so. Dude, there was beer and chocolate on the menu here. Like, oh, come on, man. Priorities, Dad. Too upset. Yeah. All right, let me go ahead and let's, uh, let's tie uh, our episode number, which is 240. Back to something significant within Raider Nation, uh, our good friend, my best friend and yours, the man that normally adorns the Western Annex or the Southern Annex or wherever the hell it is. Um, he's my, be my best friend, Swag <laughs> Jeff, and uh, he always takes our episode number and ties it back to something significant within Raider Nation. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Swag Jeff, coming at you with episode number 240 of Raiders Fan Radio. Each and every week, I take a significant moment within Raider Nation and relate it back to the episode number, and this one, this one's just a simple one, and it's a good one. Mr. Raider, Timmy Brown, played 240 games. Let's go! With the silver and black. That's right, yeah, 240 games, second all time. Look, I'm talking to you, Raider fans, now. I have the platform, I have the stage right here. I'm just going to say this. For all the people freaking out about all these transactions that have happened, look, Russell Wilson ain't nothing, man. Bring on Russell Wilson. Bring on Patrick Mahomes. Bring on Justin Hurts. Come on. F*** them all. Go <laughs> <laughs> boy, Swaggo. There we go. That's it, man. F them all, man. Don't worry about other people's business. Just take care of yours, man. Exactly. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And so we're going to definitely, we're going to dive. I promise we're going to dive. Really big time into that here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, I want to continue giving some more respect. I want to give respect to um, 
Let me get, find my notes here. Jeff, are you familiar with George Anderson? Do you know who that is? No, I don't. So George Anderson was a longtime trainer for the Raiders. I apologize. I don't have my notes in front of me. I think it was like 79 to like 94 or something like that. or like long, a long, long, long time. And uh, so we all want to uh, give respect to, and I don't have it in front of my notes. I'm just going to have to go off the top of my head. So I want to give respect to the, the Athletic Trainers Hall of Fame. It was a brand new thing they just started and george is one of the first guys to be inducted awesome. into that in the athletic trainers and so he's famous for a couple things when you hear villa piano tell the stories about how they used to put that like plaster cast yeah, thing yeah, on yeah. his arm and he would hit people with all that stuff that was that was that guy um no the other thing he used to give them was like they would do like these clubs on their hands but then they would he would cast their thumb out and they'd take their thumb and like jab it in people's necks and stuff oh, yeah. that was that guy but then um, aside from the cheating aspect of it, he actually <laughs> also came up with the brace for Stabler's knee. The, 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 and what ultimately, you know those braces where you have the two like things that go yeah. down the sideway? He, his early versions of that are ultimately what led to that design. It's still in existence to today. Incredible. So like, yeah, incredible stuff there for George Anderson. Thank so. you. I wore one. Did you really? After When I tore my ACL my senior year, I didn't get surgery until after the season. So I... I rehabbed it, threw a brace on it, and played my senior year. Oh, no. Did you really? Yeah, how, does, how do you do that? Well, you got two options. I mean, if you get the surgery, you're out six to eight months, which that would have – I wouldn't even have suited up or anything for my senior year, which it's like this is my last hurrah. No, I'm not going to the NFL. Like, I want to suit up and play what I can. So you just do a bunch of exercises to strengthen all the muscles around the knee, which helps support it, and then the brace gives it extra support. So – and you're good to go as long as you don't cut too hard. Wow, no Because then kidding. it shifts on you again, and then it's like, it hurts, but it's already torn, so it's not like... How much of a mental uh, oh, it's was that for you to overcome that aspect it? Of took it took me a long time during the season to get over it and figure out what I was capable of and what I couldn't do. And then even after the surgery, it took me years because I would just... Because when I tore it, I was in practice and I was running and I meant, made a hard cut. And it just it shifted and it just snapped. Oh. So it like I mean I wore that brace after my surgery honestly when I didn't need it for at least a year when I was you know playing pickup ball and you know okay. flag and all that stuff. So. Wow, I always wonder about that because you know like like players that that have a, a significant injury like we're always kind of quick to judge them when they come back and players come back quicker than ever now from yeah. from injuries like that. But I got, like the mental side of it. I don't care how great you are and how strong you are mentally. There's got to be just a little bit of something in your head as you're playing. Because, you know, like the last thing you want to be doing as an athlete, as you know, is thinking. Yeah. Like, you want to be 100%. thinking about your knee. You know what I mean? So it takes a while. I mean, it just, it just takes repetition of you testing it. Like, all right, I'm going to do this and do that and see how far you can go. And then, I mean, even so, like, you know, you get, you get hit, tackled or something and you're like, am I good? <laughs> okay, I'm good. Let's get up and go. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But yeah, so uh, so much respect to George Anderson and the uh, the Athletic Trainers uh, Hall of Fame. All right. Uh, so speaking of your playing career, I got one more bit of respect to give, and uh, please use this opportunity to uh, to call out your podcast and, to, and and to promote the heck out of it because it's fantastic, and it's the Group of Five Guys podcast, and you had one of your former head coaches on one of your latest episodes and talk about this because I thought 
you know, it was one of the best episodes you guys. You've been doing the show, what, a year? Uh, yeah, our last football season was when we started it. So we're, this was uh, the one that dropped tonight was episode 26, and, and Coach Beams was 25. Okay, Coach Beam was 25. So talk about that Coach Beam episode. Yeah, it was a great episode, man. Uh, I had my former coach on from Laney Junior College, and they were the college that Netflix did their Last Chance U season five documentary on. So um, just having him on, just talking about, you know, the different aspects of the junior college life, because a lot of people don't know what that life is, especially when you see, you know, there's a handful of junior colleges on the East Coast and a couple in Mississippi, and there's like one in Kansas. But in California, man, there's tons of them. And, you know, their regulations are so different from all the other ones. People really don't understand what the life is like of a junior college kid. Like, I was lucky enough, I went to Laney, which is in Oakland, I was still living with my mom at the time, so, like, I didn't have to commute. You know, I still worked at the deli back home, but it's a grind. I mean, if you're coming from across the country to play or if you're coming from, shoot, like Stockton or something, you're driving a couple hours, there's no dorms, there's no scholarships. Like, you got to do what you can, and you saw that a little bit in the documentary about kids sleeping in his car, oh, yeah, working, yeah. working at Wingstop, like, you know, going to practice, going to school, all that stuff. Um, so we just talked about that and just talked about, you know, football in general and the direction that it's going in, in the college football world with, you know, the transfer portal that they got going on now that's newer and, and the NIL deals where these kids can get essentially endorsement deals where you got reports coming out of the University of Texas, you know, UT down there. I mean, once you sign as an O lineman, you're, you're automatically getting a fifty thousand dollar NIL deal. That's bananas, man. Just a sign. So what it's done essentially is made illegal recruiting legal, and it's just going to change the landscape. Because that shit's been opinion. going on forever, right? It's been going I mean, on underneath the surface at these bigger schools, but now it's just like all out in the open. And then you add the transfer portal on top of it, where now these kids can just go wherever they want. And Beam alludes to it in the episode, like. It's, it was very eye-opening. Yeah. I mean, yes. he was just like, he was like, it, it just goes along with, you know, what we're, the, the mode of what we're teaching young kids today, whereas if, if it's not going your way, you can, here's a way to get out of it. Instead of where it used to be, like, when I came to middle, like, I didn't have a starting job. Like, it, nothing was guaranteed to me. I had an opportunity. And that's, I mean, that's how life is. And that's where Beam goes into it, I think, phenomenally in the episode and just talks about how, you know, we're, we're teaching these kids that if it doesn't go your way, you can just quit or you can blame it on this person and now we can go over here. But what they don't tell you about the transfer portal is like 30% of the kids that go into the transfer portal end up transferring on the same level as far as Division One goes. So it's like that's a terrible transfer rate, 30% of the, ki- of, of the yeah. kids. So it's like everyone thinks the grass is greener, right? But that's not how it is. It's, it's not at all how it is. And it's just changed how coaches deal with scholarships. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's just a wild, wild west right now until they figure it out. But Beam does a great job of just, just making it simple and giving his opinion on it. He's been coaching in, in the Bay Area and Oakland. He's an Oakland legend for, for over 40 years. And he's helped so many kids get to Division One. He's got kids that, guys that have played in the NFL, won Super Bowls. So just to get his perspective on it was, was just awesome and I love Coach Beam. He's done so much for me in my life. Like, I can't explain it enough. So just to talk ball and, and everything, just to get him on there. So, man, if you're interested in watching it, or shoot, if you follow any college football in general, man, just it's the group of five guys, at group of five guys on any social media accounts. We're there um, on YouTube as well, TikTok, 
you know, any of the podcast uh, streaming apps were on there. Man, if you can, just give us a like, give us a subscribe. You know, we appreciate it. And it's good content. It's me, me and my four buddies that we all played at Middle Tennessee together. So, you know, we talk everything from, you know, tailgate atmospheres at different schools, what's going on at different schools during the season, you know, covering schools. And we travel a lot, too. So, you know, we try and get out to as many schools as we can, you know, and just meet people you know, experience what the tailgate's like. You know, we go behind the scenes and we get locker room access, uh, facility access, and just trying to put them on blast because everything you see on ESPN is Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. Like, that's it. That's, it. that's yeah, all you yeah, see. Yeah. And there's so much good football and, and football players coming from the group of five schools that that's what we're about. We're just about trying to shed the light on those guys. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, yeah, definitely support what they're doing over there with the group of five guys uh, and, and our buddy Jeff. So, and I'll brag, and there's a great part of the episode is is talking about your history with Beam and being recruited and the things, the challenges that you had yeah, losing 100%. your dad and, like, it's it's a fantastic listen. Uh, so definitely do that. But you know, for those that don't know, like you came up, you grew up around the corner from the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. Entire family's a Raider fan. You you go on to play quarterback at Alameda High School. You're the all time passing leader at Alameda High School. You went and played ball in Oakland at Laney College before coming out uh, here to play uh, ball at Middle Tennessee. So like you are in, as steeped as you can get in like Oakland and the Oakland Raiders. Like I, I love it, dude. I mean, I grew up. You know, in the Bay Area, in Oakland, in Alameda, you know, my family's been there forever. You know, I love where I'm from. I love, you know, I obviously live here now and got a wife and kids, but I'm, I mean, I'm silver and black to the day I die. Like, there's <laughs> nothing else, you know, about it, you know, for me. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't be, you know, more blessed to come from where I come from and, and just, you know, it's about the Raider Nation, man. Let's That's go. what we're about. Let's go. Let's go. So I get go. so fired up when these guys on Twitter, Keep talking about my quarterback. But All right. That All right. Later. Well, you know what? Let's do it now. Let's hit an audio right, break. I'm going to shout out the uh, the chat room real quick. Uh, let's see. We got Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, of course. Paul is in there. Fargo Raider. Raider Godzilla. Fabricator Gil. What's up, Gil? Uh, Raider Critique is in there. Uh, we appreciate all of you so very much. Lencho, Fargo Raider, Michelle Sweat, uh, the uh, Schmucky the Raider Bear. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, so I'm going to hit an audio break here, and then let's get into this whole uh, thing that's going on with our with our AFC West. Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on the Raiders, Raiders Fan Radio. Radio. Yes. <laughs> All right. Appreciate everybody joining us live here tonight. And uh, you can do so each and every week at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio or on the audio podcast, Raiders Fan Radio. Just search for it on any of your favorite services. All right. So our uh, our, <laughs> our division got a little bit of a shake this week. So uh, the Seattle Seahawks trade uh, Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos for everything. 
Like yeah. the Broncos gave up Noah Fant. They gave up their quarterback, which whatever. He's kind of yeah, kind of whack lock. lock. But yeah. like Shelby Harris, great defensive tackle. They gave up a bunch of picks, bunch of first round picks. Like first and second round of this year, first and second round of next year, and then there's I think there was another pick. Or two. And there's like a third or something in yeah. there, and then they got like a second back or something, maybe. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Um, but they gave up an incredible, but basically, Elway did what he did with to get Peyton, which is mortgage the future in order to win immediately. And like, and basically, yeah. if you don't win the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson, the next year or two, this is a failure. That's what I think. It's a monumental failure. Yeah. Like it has to be, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, so it, it so the trade happens, of course, and what I've been saying all along. Russell Wilson ain't coming to save us. Aaron yeah. Rodgers ain't coming to save like, us. Oh, okay, so Aaron Rodgers signs his deal. Uh, the, the, the Packers franchise tag Devontae. Like, all the things that we kind of saw coming, I don't think anybody really saw Russ necessarily going to, to, the, to the Broncos. But for that kind of a bounty, like, it makes sense, right? Yeah. It makes sense. So, so, so that happens. Well, as Raider fans, unfortunately, for whatever reason – a sect of our fan base chooses this opportunity to tee off on Derek Carr. Yeah. Like Derek Carr's catching stray bullets all over Twitter, all over all forms of social media because Denver did a thing. Well, we just talked about like, you don't worry about other people's business. You take care of your own. So now let's like the narrative has become, again, this is a group of, of Raider fans, but it's a large vocal group. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's we're not talking about a handful of people. There's a large vocal group of Raider fans that are now immediately screaming at the sky. It's over. Yeah. We have we're gonna have a losing record. We have the fourth best quarterback in the in the division. Unbelievable. Um, you know this is a disaster. Like like free agency hasn't even started yet, and everybody's got us <laughs> coming in last in the nor the draft. It's the most ridiculous nonsense. Before I get into like reading you some things. I'm going to set it, set you up like this, Murph. I'm going to tell you this. If you are any, but anyone that follows any kind of social media report or uh, reporters or anything on social media, you've heard of Josh DeBow. Josh DeBow is the, the guy that Derek Carr said famously, whatever Josh in the press conference, he's been on this show. I asked him face to face why he hates Derek Carr. Like, and he got a big kick out of it. But bottom line is that this guy is the most critical like reporter yeah. in, in, in in media and Raiders media uh, of Derek Carr, even Josh, even Josh said, I th- I've said I think Derek Carr is somewhere around the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. I would consider that good. Whether it's good enough for the Raiders to pay him 35 plus million dollars is a different question. I'll wait and see if he can be better under McDaniel's. Even Josh DeBow, the highest of the critics, he is the king of critics of Derek Carr. He actually he- made a point. He actually makes a great point and acquiesces the idea that like Derek Carr is a, t- t- a twelve in his mind, arguably top ten. You heard us run it down a couple weeks ago here on the show, but like this vitriol yeah. that Raider Nation has for for Derek, Carr, Jeff, it blows my mind. So, anyways, before I get into some of these responses and comments, tell me kind of some of your initial thoughts on not only the Russell Wilson trade but also what's going on with DC. I think so. Obviously, a big name like that moving into the FC West, like people are going to get, you know, they're going to get their, their, their panties in a wad, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. So, but as you stated before, anybody that's played competitive sports, one of the first lessons you learn is worry about things that you can control. 
Because if you're worrying about all these other factors that is out of your control, you're not focused on what matters, right? So we can't control who comes into the AFC West or who goes, all right? Russell Wilson, in my opinion, is not worth what they gave up. Not worth it. And, and what you said in the beginning was, was perfect. If they do not win a Super Bowl in the next two to three years, it, it was a bust. It was a bust because what is he on, a four-year deal? Yes. A four-year deal. So I, I guess we can say in the next four years, right? Was it, was, does he have two left on the on – the, I think it was a four-year deal. He's got maybe have two left on the current one. I should have had that ready. I'm sorry. No, That's no. You're, it, it's, regardless, it's irrelevant. Whether it's two or three, like if they don't win a Super Bowl in the next two to three years, in my opinion, it's a bust because they have, they have strapped themselves. The draft for them essentially is done unless they are great at getting late-round picks that flourish into great players. Because you took away your first and second round this year and your first and second round next year. That doesn't mean you can't maneuver and get somebody else's pick coming back. But, I mean, you're all in on Russell Wilson, which other than one Super Bowl, I mean, what really has he – he's had great receivers, in my opinion, in DK Oh, absolutely. And Lockett. uh, Lockett, you know, some good tight ends. Even Doug Baldwin. I mean, he's all – yeah, he's always had pretty good players around him, yeah. But it seems like in certain situations – I mean, look at the the Super Bowl they should have won. Come on. I mean, you throw a pick on on the goal line when you have all the control as a quarterback, hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch. You could have checked out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So – Regardless of all the Russell Wilson stuff, we have, in my opinion, the top 10 quarterback in the league. And uh, Pro Football Focus has Carr at like 12 and Russell at 11. So, we're, yeah, NFL you know, had, had Carr at 10 and Russ at 12. Yeah. So, so it's like they're saying? right there. They're right there. So he's now all of a sudden the fourth best quarterback behind Justin Herbert, who he beat to go to the playoffs, that- and the Chargers sat at home. So how does that make Carr the fourth best? There's four quarterbacks in our division, and only two of them went to the playoffs last year. Exactly. And one of them's ours. And then, and then, <laughs> if nothing else, if nothing else, what other quarterback in our division had a head coaching change in the middle of the season, had their top, arguably, arguably their top receiver get kicked off the team, number of other guys leave, and then you have the 28th ranked offensive line? After the season is what they were ranked at, our O-line. <sighs> no, the only guy who graded out higher higher than 65% was Colton Miller. Everybody else was 64 or lower on our offensive line. That's what they were graded out. And I take these with a grain of salt. But, I mean, you saw it on the field. Oh. Uh, Leatherwood played terrible at tackle. They moved him at guard. He was a little bit better. Brandon Parker was getting absolutely abused all year long. If we do not address, and we'll get into it when we talk about the combine and the draft, if we do not address our offensive line, then I'm worried about who's making decisions up there. And so Raider hater will say, well, Joe Burrow didn't have a great offensive line either. Yeah, well, he has Jamar Chase. Yeah. Our, our guy went to jail. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like, well, it's an excuse. Okay, well, it doesn't make it not happen. Yeah. That, um, and I'm not saying this lightheartedly. He doesn't but, just have Jamar Chase. He has Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, C.J. Dutum, what I can't oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you can, you can, like, cross him and, and Darren Waller out because they kind of X each other out. But past that, I mean, you're talking about two really number one guys, 1A and 1B that Burrow has, as opposed to – when Ruggs leaves, who who did Carr have? He had Renfro. 
He had Renfro. But he had Zay it. Jones. That was it. Yeah. Zay Jones. Brian Edwards hasn't done what you know we we had hoped. You know, but the only th- mean, the only way you can make the comparison is if if the Raiders had, which it'll never happen now, but like if the Raiders had Devontae Adams, and you could say yeah. like, okay, what do the Raiders' offense look like with the same offensive line? And then Derek and Devontae, who are best friends, just like Joe and Jamar are. So, like, you could, like, that would be a fair comparison. But yeah. other than that, like, save it. The Bengals comparison. Like, you can't, it's not the same thing. And, and like, and, the, and yeah. to, not, to not account for the nuance of the conversation blows my mind. And so, how many other quarterbacks have had a head coaching change in the middle of the season and have taken their team to the playoffs? Uh, none. 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 One. 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 Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. So you're bagging the guy for all these alternative factors that are not his fault, but still producing. Yeah, I'm not. It's not. Of course, he could do things that are better. We see things he could do better. But as an organization, get the guy a stable situation. Head coach after head coach, coordinator after coordinator, receiver after receiver, O line after O line. Like, can we get this guy some continuity? Amen. Amen. So, amen. That's all I got to say. All right. So, <laughs> so here's what's fascinating, too. So, the, the obsession with Derek Carr is real, okay? And the obsession with some with this particular group of Raider fan is real. And so, I put out a, a, a tweet this week, and when, when all this stuff happened, and it was Raiders related. I'm going to read it to you. I wrote, to be the best, you got to beat the best, and miss me with all the skies falling bullshit. You can stack the damn division. It'll be that much sweeter when we win it. Amen. Hashtag Raider Nation. Like, that's it. Like, I have faith in the Raiders because I'm, this is a crazy concept. Follow me now, though. I'm a Raider fan. (laughs) So I have faith in the Raiders. Now, here's an even crazier concept. I root for the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. Correct. Right now, this is the Raiders that are. So I'm going to root for them. And Carr's not going anywhere. And Carr's not going anywhere, so I'm going to support him. So I put this tweet out, and then here's some of the responses that I got. And we know it. some of these people. Let's hear it. This, uh, this, so my tweet clearly is about the Raiders. Like it's about, it had nothing to do with Derek, yeah. in partic- other than the fact that he's part of the 53. But here's some of the responses I get. And there was... And let me say this, the overriding, overwhelming responses I got on, on social media, very much like, you know, yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but there is a, but here's again, though, a group. All right. This is what it sounded like. Big Raider trucker. Yeah, that big Raider <laughs> trucker. We love you, Emiliano. You know that. But he says with the fourth, fourth best quarterback in the division, he still needs an all Madden team around him. Maybe it's time to accept the fact that the sky is falling, my friend. Hmm. What? Who's talking about Derek? <laughs> you are. I didn't. Oddball at Oddball says we haven't won the division in eight years. Derek Carr has been a Raider, and now the division has gotten that much better. How exactly do you attempt to pull that off when you still have the same problem that's not allowing you to win to begin with? Didn't we win ten games? I think. Didn't so. we go to the playoffs? I'm Oddball. Sure we did. And who's again? You're bringing up Derek, not me. Raider Mike. Yeah, Carr is going to throw a, grow a sack after eight years of an NFL record losing. LOL. Dude, we won 10 games. We didn't have a losing record. And again, you brought up Derek Carr. I'd Pokemon. I'm a Raider fan, but you Raider stands make us look delusional. Calm down. We're about to get our shit rocked this year. Carr is going to need a lot more than the Holy Ghost to get through the season. I don't like, get it. What? 
Why are you a fan? Yeah, just why go are you a else? fan? Go root for another. Like I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. Like you're just going into this thing, going, eh, we're gonna we're gonna suck and we're gonna go." I, it blows my mind. Where is your faith? Without faith equals despair. Like, but those are going to be the first people when we make a run and hopefully win the Super Bowl. They're going to be like, man, I knew, I knew the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I knew the whole time. I had faith in Derek Carr. I knew he could do it. Da 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 da. da. That's those guys. That's a, yeah, absolutely. You're starting to sound like cowboy fans. Go be a oh, go man. be a cowboy fan go, if you're going to be like that. It's crazy. All right, Nilla Ropers says, won't happen. Mark Davis is too cheap. Moneyball doesn't work in the NFL. Clearly, you don't understand salary caps. No, no. And now the Raiders have the worst defense and quarterback in the AFC West. What? In nine years, Derek Carr has two winning seasons and never won a playoff game. He's garbage. Bro, 89703715. Great Twitter handle. Laughing my ass off. Poor guy's delusional. Talking about me. I'm a Raider fan, but I'm going to enjoy car stands being miserable next year. Look, Derek Carr is not above criticism. I have criticized him I have too. numerous times on this show, given stats that work against him. You can criticize him about the fumbles, about the, the checkdowns, about like whatever, the, 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 the sideline demeanor, like all those things. He, those, those words have come out of my mouth calling me a car stand. And so I, I wrote back to this one and I said, what the F? Does this have to do with car stands? You know there are 53 players on an active roster, right? The only thing delusional is your whack-ass attempt at being a Raider fan. Amen. And he didn't like that. Go figure, but I don't give a shit. He says, the only way we maximize our team is to trade car for draft picks. The fact you think we can win with car makes you a car stand. You want to pay this bum for what? No, I believe in the Raiders. That's I, it. It, 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 the team does not boil down to one player for me. Like, why doesn't anybody go, I don't know, Darren Waller? Like, yeah. why, how, how come no one, no one brings up, hey, I don't know, with that offensive line? No, nobody said, hey, I don't know, we, our secondary is suspect. No, everybody wants to point at Derek Carr. Like, I, it blows my mind. Your obsession with Derek Carr and hating on the freaking guy is bananas. Last one I'll give you. Here's what the joy is on social media. The, the Unsolo, shut the F up. If only Raider fans could actually be objective and realize the Raiders chose the worst quarterback in the division and let Russell Wilson go right to a division rival who has a better team than the Raiders. They're last in the division and last in the quarterback race. Okay, the Unsolo. Explain to me how the Raiders let Russell Wilson go to the Broncos. At, at what point did we have ownership in what another team or yeah. teams are doing with their personnel and their roster? You're blowing my effing mind. Bo- like, Jeff, help me with this here. I, it drives me nuts. It, well, I it, guess I guess the guy wants to send a first, our first round pick this year, our first, our second round pick this year, our first round pick th- next year, and the second round pick next year, plus like three really good players on our current team right now to send them to Seattle to get a guy who really, in my opinion, is half on, half off. It's a wash. Yeah. Like, he is not worth that. And I will, st- I will come back on here and say I was wrong if the Broncos win a Super Bowl in the next two or three, whatever he's got left on that Amen. contract. I will come on here and say that I was wrong. But I will ride with Derek Carr. Get this guy a decent O-line, a guy on the outside that can stretch the field vertically that we had at the beginning of the season that he did not have. And a when coach, he looked like an MVP, too. Exactly. And a coach 
that can stay throughout the whole season. <laughs> and let's see what this let's see what this guy let's see what he can do. And not only like how many other guys has been through a transition of moving from one city to a next. Like all this is unprecedented territory where you have all these factors all at once and we're blaming one guy for it all. One guy for all the downfalls of all these situations and other people. And I get it. You worry about what you can control. And Derek Carr needs to get better at quite a few things. But if you look at his stats and you look at his leadership on and off the field, like who are you going to go get right now? That's the that that is ultimately the question I asked. You're going to draft ago, a, like, a, a rookie? What do you want? And start him? You want Desmond Ritter? Is that who you going to start? I mean, I like Desmond Ritter, but I he's not going to come in. And but he ain't going to be a savior. No, not at all. <sighs> it's fascinating to me. All right, so it's bad enough. You take a run at old Murph on the Twitter, whatever. I, I'm just a, a schmuck in my, my bonus room doing a podcast. But Twitter, this is how stupid. I'm sorry. I, you're stupid. <laughs> this is how stupid some people on Twitter are, the Twitter GMs that you hear about. It's one thing to go at a knucklehead podcaster like me, but they went after Charles Woodson, the, one of the greatest players yeah. in the history of the team. Woodson says... Um, the Denver Broncos just acquired Russell Wilson. The Raiders will now p- play Wilson, Mahomes, and Herbert twice a year. Wow. And then he wrote back, or in, and included, and they will all play Derek Carr twice a year. Let's go. Like that's, I, the, ad- that's the attitude. Like, that's that, like, no, let's back our guy and also understand the concept that everyone plays each other. Yep. Like this isn't just like oh we got to play these you know these these six games against these three teams and then they don't have to play each other. No, Russell Wilson's going to play two against the Chargers. He's going to play two against the Chiefs. Herbert's going to play two against Mahomes. Like it's everybody's all gonna, those guys got to come into Vegas and play against Crosby and Ngakwe and everybody else that we get in free agency and in the draft this year. Thank you. So Thank you. Bring it. Let's go, man. Thank you. Charles Wood, so somebody asked Charles after he said that, Yo, Wood, you played for Al. What do you think he would have thought of Carr? Some of these people think that he would have got rid of him. What do you think about that? I don't see it. Charles Woodson, one of the greatest Raiders of all time. Mount Rushmore of Raiders. Charles Woodson says, Name the quarterbacks the Raiders have had other than Rich Gannon that Al would have liked more than Carr. Crickets. Stabler, the end. Yeah. And then he says, Al would have been fine with D.C. Like, look, man, you run at us, you can disagree with us, like, knock yourself out. You start running at Charles Woodson, you're an idiot. I'm yeah. sorry. You're no, a, hands you're, down. You're a freaking dopey-ass fan there, if you're taking a run at Woodson. There's nobody else that has the experience and the background that Charles Woodson has and the perspective that Charles Woodson has. So if you're still going at the guy, <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you, bro. Got nothing for it. That's it. That's it, man. Move on. Move, Move on.org. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh look forward to catch up with the chat um uh oh ashton is in there what's up ashton um uh, uh Firas is in there paul edgerton is in there aaron the Dog raider of course uh erica s is in there michelle sweat fargo raider jojo valdez lee b uh appreciate all of you uh, appreciate crew joe um uh yeah, yeah yeah go ahead go ahead 
Um, but no, so we appreciate all of you so very much. <laughs> Ashton, that's pretty funny, man. Uh, and, and appreciate you being there, buddy. Uh, Rogue Code is in there. Uh, Raider Jack is in there. Appreciate all of you so very, very much. And uh, so, yeah, we got a, a lot of a lot more to get to tonight. We're going to talk about free agency. Jeff had to step out there for a second, so this turned into a podcast selfie, so you have to pardon me here. So uh, let's, let me go ahead and take a break and uh, grab my breath here, and then we'll uh, get into some more of the show. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they f***ing put out a banger podcast. All right, so Josh McDaniels, our head coach, has come out, and he said clearly uh, that um, – oh, look, at there's two Ashtons in there. Ashton, ha, 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 says, hey, Ashton, I'm Ashton, too. Um, so <laughs> uh, so our, our, our head coach, Josh McDaniels, has come out and said that – they said, is Derek Carr your day one starter? And he definitively said, yes, of course. Like, why would he not be? Um, Wait, so, somebody actually asked that question? Somebody asked him that question at the Combine. Yeah, who's going to be your... Actually, and it was like Tom Pelissero or something. It was like somebody on NFL Network. And he was like, well, yeah. Okay, so here's my question to you, though. All right. And listen, I have a, I have a dopey brother. He's a Niner fan, okay? Don't judge. The family gene got mutated <laughs> along the way and you know, whatever. All right, so he's a, he's a, he's a Murphy, and he's a, it's, it's terrible. It tarnishes the name. It's awful. Don't hold it against me. I won't. So he's a Niner fan. So he sends me a, a text earlier today, and he goes... Do you think there's any truth to the Raiders about Jimmy G? And I'm like, huh? What are we talking what? about? Yeah. And at first, I, w- I was like, like, I blew it off. I'm like, whatever, Alan. Like, save it. But then I thought about it. Here's the thing that, that's gotten floated out there. As much as I, I don't think this is going to happen, and this is not me trying to sell a scenario. Yeah. Speculation. But speculation. But just to consider everything, in all fairness, the Raiders are and our new front office are in the position to improve at every position, no matter what that's their job is to get better. Okay. And and so you can only do that by player acquisition and by draft capital. Right. Yep. If the Colts are interested enough in somebody like Derek Carr and willing to give up, we'll just say a similar bounty, not the same say he, but we're not even the same as a Russell Wilson, but say two first round picks and maybe a player, or a first and a second and and another first, or whatever it may be, for Derek Carr. And the Raiders acquire Jimmy G to reunite with Josh McDaniels. Is that a scenario that would at least on paper make sense, where they're like, okay, Jimmy G may not be an upgrade over Derek Carr, but I know I can win with the guy. There's familiarity there with us. It, It keeps us from having to sign Derek to a big contract, and we acquire draft capital to build this thing back up. Yeah. Does that, again, now taking away any fandom for any particular player, for sure. as a whole, does that at least like compute a little bit? Uh, to me, that kind of, that, if any of this crazy shit scenarios that have been thrown out there, yeah. that's the only one where I'm like, okay, that makes a little bit of sense. If, if you can give, it, it depends what draft picks, obviously. But if you're talking like an, an additional like first round, an additional second round, then maybe. I mean, because you can if you got two first rounders and two second rounders, I mean that can that can change a franchise now. And and I'm I'm the guy that just defended Carr. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, the the value would have to be there 
to for that to happen. Um, I just you know, that's an interesting scenario. I had not heard I, that. I know. See, doesn't that get you thinking a little bit, huh? Yeah. That one got me thinking too. Like I didn't because ex- Jimmy G's not terrible. He's not terrible. I mean, he's he not as the, good as Carr. But no, no, he's not as good as Carr. But, I mean, he took the Niners, you know, into the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know he went I mean? to the dang Super Bowl yeah. and like and and thrived under McDaniel's offense when he was there. Yeah, like he was the heir apparent to Brady for the most part. Yeah, it would just depend on what what picks they were given for him. But you know. uh, I, I thought There's it was so fair. many hypotheticals. You could so many hypotheticals. I just thought, I thought that was out of all the things. I thought that was fair because uh, again, if Jimmy G as a quarterback is a talent, I don't think anybody would would say no, that he's not Derek like Carr straight up. But it, could he? Thrive in a, at a at a higher level with McDaniel's, yeah, I think that's fair enough to at least account for. So, very very interesting uh, around there. And 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 hey, listen, I'll tell you one last thing, just to kind of tag this whole quarterback discussion. I like the idea that we have four of the best quarterbacks in the league, hundred percent in, in our division. I think it's great because to be the best, you got to beat the best. You're gonna have to go through them anyways. You're gonna have to see them in the playoffs. And like, and what's the alternative? How about this? Ready for this one? How about your AFC South starting four QBs? <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, and Sam Ellinger. Mm. Yeah, that's compelling. Is that, that where you good. want our guy to be? Okay. Well, let, me, let, let me just cap this off with this. Please. There's only one team last year that can say they had everything right, and that was the Los Angeles Rams. Amen. 31 other teams had something wrong or didn't do something right. So you can say, you know, I'm happy with Burrow and the Bengals, da, 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 this, that, and the other. They didn't win the Super Bowl. So unless you won the Super Bowl, everyone else is trying to do the same damn thing. So shut your mouth and be a Raider fan or get off the damn bus. Let's go. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, we appreciate everybody that joining us in the chat room tonight. Appreciate all the super chats that have come in. Uh, we've got another one there in from Tyrone Graves. He says, Russell won't face Carr twice a year. He's got to deal with Mad Max. That's what I'm talking yeah, about, man. Yeah. And I love the picture, the, the, the gift that Max put up. With him. He's like rubbing his hands <laughs> and licking one. his lips or whatever. He's like, hey, man, let's go, man. And that's the thing, dude. Like, like let's not pretend like we don't have Yanni Kangakwe and freaking Max Crosby yeah. coming off the edges, dude. Like, we got... For the first time in a long time, we have a legit pass rush, man. And if we get one guy that can control the middle, look out because those QBs won't freaking matter. Let's go. Absolutely. And you know what? And we might get one uh, in the draft, and we might get one in free agency. There's a lot out there. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about some of these free agent targets. Um, And, again, oh, let me shout out the chat real quick because I appreciate everybody in there. Um, Raider Critique is in there. Uh, Jeff Murphy, Fargo Raider, Ms. Molly, uh, Paul. Paul. Lee B is in there. Tyrone Graves. Uh, Tom Thom is in there. <laughs> <laughs> Crew Joe, Raider Jack. Uh, Fargo Raider is in there. Thanks again for the beer and the, and the, and the chocolate chips, man. Those were awesome. Foxy Scorpio. Uh, Ashton is in there. What's up, Ashton? Tell your mom I said hi. Let's um, uh, Jadis is in there. Uh, Daniel Mangus says uh, $10 donation. Thank you very much. Uh, don't let the door slam you in the ass. <laughs> I know a diehard Raider fan. I've, let's go, man. Appreciate that, Daniel. That's another donation from Daniel there. That's a couple from him yeah, tonight. He's got two or three. Uh, appreciate that very, very much. Um, 
And so, uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about free agency. So uh, to kind of kick off this discussion, let's hear from the guys that are, that are making the call on free agency. So, uh, of course, you know, we have head coach uh, uh, Josh McDaniels and, uh, and, our, and our new GM, Dave Ziegler. But also we have our new assistant GM. Um, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting his last name. Champ. Uh, shame on I, me. I'm doing the same Champ thing. Champ Kelly. Yeah, oh, Kelly. my God. Sorry. She's. Because I, I always think Chip Kelly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Champ Kelly. Um, so let's hear uh, from, our, uh, from Dave Ziegler talking about uh, Champ Kelly. I think this might have been one of the most, as, as big as like the new GM, the new head coach, and all those things, and Derek Graham, even his defensive coordinator, all that. I think Champ Kelly might be sneaky, one of the, the, the best hires of this whole thing. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to have him long either. I think he's going to be a GM. Uh, GM yeah. proper at another team in the next year or two. But anyways, let's talk. Uh, or let's check in with Dave Ziegler and hear him talk about Champ Kelly. You know, I met um, Champ. Interviewed me for my first job uh, in the NFL when I was a scouting assistant, and so um, I, I met Champ my first year um, while I was in Denver. And Champ just embodies a lot of the things that are important to me. Um, very high attention to detail. Has a very high standard for all work that's done, whether it's big or small. Um, he's really smart in terms of just football, big picture thinking. Uh, I know he's a good evaluator. Um, we have a level of trust and respect to each other. So he's really been like, I can't even, the, the, the asset that he's been for us so far has been huge. Uh, when you have someone that you can um, say, hey, this is on your plate, you take care of it, and you know it's going to be taken care of to the standard that you um, also embody into the detail that you want it to be. Uh, that's really valuable. Um, Champ sees things and gets things done that I want to get done before I even know I need them to get done. Um, so you know, Champ's been really phenomenal in that way. And I think that relationship, even though we've went separate ways, which has been nice because he's seen different things and he's been with different staff, so he can bring an outside perspective. Um, it just, uh, it was a no-brainer for me. Like even thinking before I had this opportunity, if this opportunity ever came, like Champ Kelly was always someone that was going to, I, I, I would hope would uh, be able to go on this journey with us. That's pretty cool, man. It's a strong endorsement there from, yeah. uh, from Ziegler about, about Champ Kelly. And I, I love this idea that like, we have like, basically we have two GMs now in the building, right? Yeah. They've brought in a lot of uh, kind of extra, extra positions like that, that you don't normally hear about. But it's it's like you're saying you almost have two of the same guy. There's so many guys out there. There's so many, you know, free agents. There's so many players. There's so many draft picks or, or draft prospects. There's no way one guy can look at them all and analyze them all effectively. So it makes sense to kind of split that up and and, and divvy out the the you know the numbers. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So uh, so joining uh, 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 Champ, of course, is is, is uh, GM Dave Ziegler in this. Uh, basically talent evaluation process, both in free agency and the draft. And uh, so let's hear from Dave Ziegler uh, in terms of his personal strategy. This sounded kind of familiar to me. I think the big thing for us is when we look at attacking that process, it's first understanding the different elements that go into someone fitting the Raiders organization. You know, we talked about that in our press conference a little bit when we, when we first started. There's an element of football intelligence um, there's an element of durability and, and um, you know, you can't be a valuable player if you're not available. And then there's an element of personal character and personal fits. And so I think that's a big, that's as big a part as any, of any of understanding who those players are in free agency 
and then and then getting to the skill set and understanding how the skill set may fit our team. But if those other elements don't fit and the skill set is great, it still might not be a fit for the Raiders. All right, so there you go. So it sounds familiar, right? That yeah. was like kind of the Mayock Gruden thing, yeah, like first guy in, last guy out, character. Like that's you know that's very Raidery, you know, yeah. which I think a lot of that comes from Mark Davis, frankly. Yeah, um, and I'm sure it comes from these guys too. But that's kind of Mark's you know marching orders in terms of like you know what he looks for in players and and who he wants to be part of the organization. So uh, a lot of consistency there. All right, one more to get to before we get into the actual players themselves. Let's hear from uh, from our new head coach, Josh McDaniels. Any opportunity that we can to improve the Raiders, we're going to take full advantage of it. Um, you know, we have to be mindful of our situation. We have players on our team uh, that are also, you know, worthy of discussion relative to, you know, extensions, et cetera. Uh, so there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, it's not just as simple as saying, man, that guy's a good player. Let's go get him. Um, you got to try to fit it all underneath the same umbrella. Um, and, and Dave does a great job. His staff's done a tremendous job of setting the table for us. Um, and we're going to try to finish off our evaluations and our preparation for that part of the year here in the next few weeks, and hopefully we can have a productive beginning to free agency. All right, there we go. So, uh, you know, love it. They're already putting their plan in place. They're already gonna, clearly going to do the research, and there is a lot of players that are going to be available um, this year in free agency. Uh, Jeff, is there any particular positions that you would like to see the Raiders address first? Because, like, you know, like it cracks me up that like people start putting like their mock drafts and stuff together, and I'm like, yeah, you can't like easy. We got to go through the free agent process first 100%. because you know, like if we sign one or two corners or something like that, then we're not drafting a freaking corner. If we sign one or two offensive linemen, we're probably not drafting anybody high. But so, what positions do you think could be best addressed as a whole uh, in terms of free agency? I think in terms of free agency is the offensive line. We have got to we have got yeah. to get better. I mean. Other than Colt Miller, you know, and Andre James at times, our offensive line play was was bad. I mean, it was really bad. Pass pro and run and run blocking. I mean, and I said it earlier, I mean, Brandon and Parker was just getting abused on the outside at, at the right tackle spot. Leatherwood was better when he moved to guard, but and he was uh, he was pretty decent in run blocking, but his pass pro was not good. He was, getting on, he was getting on his heels. He was getting pushed back into the quarterback, which for a big guy like that is surprising. But hopefully he gets better and fig- figures it out. you got to give that guy another, you know, some more time to figure it out. But we, we got to get a right tackle for sure. Um, and just in a couple guys, honestly. And then uh, I think, you know, depending on who's out there, we, I would love to see some pressure up the middle. And we had it at times with Solomon Thomas last year and uh, – was it Quentin Jefferson and there's a couple other guys in there um, in the middle, but we got the outside pressure. Now, if you can collapse the pocket from right in the quarterback's face, I know the the number one hardest pressure for a quarterback to deal with is right up the gut. And if you can get that from a guy like a nose tackle or a, or a D tackle, a one or two technique, that's the that's the best pressure you can get because you know you got Ngakwe and Crosby off the sides. So I would say O line. D tackle, and then obviously, you know, we got to get car receiver. So, which I think they might address that in the draft, but yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the players uh, at those positions, especially wide receiver, that are available in the draft. Because it, it look from what we broke down last week, when you look at, you know, again, use the Bengals as the example, 
they were criticized for not taking Panay Sewell in the first round. Instead, they take Jamar Chase, and oh yeah, look at that. We ended up in the Super Bowl. Stud. So if you have a chance to get an elite playmaker in the first round, that's what you do. You were versus offensive line, you can address that with free agency. And and I read the list last week of the last five Super Bowl teams um, in terms of the offensive line. So of the 25 players, 10 of them were acquired via free agency. Yeah. And there were seven more that were drafted late and developed. Like So the majority of, of offensive line players, you're not like drafting like a first-round offensive line. So this is the time then for the Raiders – to attack it. And so when you look at like a player like Brandon Scherf, who's going to be out there, granted he's going to be expensive, but like that's the kind of player that's going to be available to the Raiders in free agency. And like maybe that's a direction that, that, you, that you go in. Um, some other names to look out for in free agency. And this is not any particular list of, of position, but DJ Chark yeah. uh, and, and Allen Robinson at wide receiver, either one of those guys could come in and be are number one like that could yeah. be it now i personally i would rather see the raiders address wide receiver in the draft because you get them um, they're cheaper yeah and they're they're youthful like they're gonna last a long time versus these guys that these guys are great um but i would like to see our number one now that said number one wide receivers out of the draft aren't necessarily going to make an impact day one that we're going to draft at 22 yeah so there's definitely a, a, a game there to, to be played. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think there's this draft has is, is got plenty of wide receivers, and I, we got to get somebody that can stretch the field vertically. And that's the only thing that worries me about Chark and Robinson is they're not known for they're over the top, like going deep, burning guys, kind of like how Ruggs was. Now, right. Ruggs, I loved him, but – you know he was on the smaller side, so he you know he figured it out year two, um, going deep. But we got to get somebody to take the top off the defense. It takes the pressure off everything else, and that's why our offense is working so good when we had rugs. So I like Allen Robinson. He's a great r- a route runner. He he has got great hands. So I'm not going to turn that guy down by by no stretch of the imagination. But I think there's plenty of guys with good size and that can run in this draft that we could get at a, like you said at a cheaper price and that can make an impact. On day one, because you got Renfro, you got Waller, assuming they're going to continue to do what they've been doing, um, and just adding that that other piece, you know, it's going to go a long way. Absolutely, absolutely. The only other name out there at wide receiver, maybe like a Juju uh, Smith Schuster, but again, you're not talking about a guy that's going to just yeah. like just rip it down the field on a nine route, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like so, so I'm with you. Um, going to uh, the other side of the ball. Um, here's another area where I think that we could use to to address um, w- through free agency, and that's and that's our secondary because we're yeah. probably going to lose Hayward. Hayward likely will sign somewhere else. I think that he was there because of Gus Bradley. Yeah. And when you remove that relationship from the equation, it's going to be a challenge to sign him back. Um, we know we need safety help. You know, there's a lot of question marks around uh, Jonathan Abram, and I think that f- for me, going into this off season, like that's like there's more question maybe in the defensive secondary than anywhere at the whole t- in terms so when you look at look tyron matthew's going to be out there stephan gilmore is going to be out there cal fuller is going to be out there xavier rhodes is going to be out there there's a lot of really good um veteran players that could come in with the same leadership or similar anyways similar leadership similar play capability as like a casey hayward yeah God forbid we get him back. I hope we do. I hope we yeah, get Hayward I liked back. Him a lot. He was awesome, man. Um, but there are some really, really good players out there in the secondary. And I feel like 
those are the kind of positions that like you do want to draft impact or not excuse me you want to sign impact players there For sure. versus draft and develop and right it's just less of a risk and that's just you know with those those type of players where you you got your linemen o linemen in particular and your dbs like if you can get a guy who has a proven track record you can see film on him in the nfl he's got experience you know it's, i feel like if if you can minimize your risk in those areas that's your best route of going you know, not to say that you can't, you know, get guys in the draft that'll come in and make an immediate impact, but like and Merrick did, right? I, yeah, like, like exactly. Merrick was, yeah. But I would have told you that Leatherwood was going to come in and nah, transition, sure do, right? And and look at him. So you know, if you can get a guy that's got NFL film and you can, he's got time spent in, and you can get him at you know a corner spot or O line spot, I think go for it. But I agree with you. We need to shore up that back end and. And more than anything, and I already said it a minute ago, but I think if we can get some type of presence up the middle, that makes all the defensive backs' job so much easier because everything is quicker, it's happening faster, they're not on an island for so long, you know, the ball's coming out earlier than the quarterback wants. It just it just and we saw that every time we got pressure with Ngakwe or Crosby, yes. good things happen for us in the back end. Yeah, absolutely. And we can just add a presence in the middle. I think it's going to go a long it's way. It's kind of like the chicken and the egg, right? Like it's it's like, you know, a, a good pressure uh, leads to good secondary play, and good secondary play leads to pressure, yeah. right? Like they, yeah, they complement each other. So I, I'm, I'm totally with you. And so let's, let's go ahead and transition a little bit over to the draft side of it because I think that's where – there's some, I mean, there's some monsters in terms of like defensive line uh, in this draft. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to throw a couple of names out there at you. So, uh, of course, uh, Jordan Davis set the combine on fire, right? Yeah. He was the absolute darling of the combine. Um, we hadn't seen a, a big man move like that uh, at the combine ever. And so, rightfully so. Now, so the Raiders pick at number 22. He's going to be long gone yeah, he'll be, he'll by be the gone. time we get, we get there. That said, um, there will be a, a, a player that is his teammate, and I'm talking about Devontae Wyatt, uh, who will be there uh, at, for the Raiders potentially at 22. So Wyatt, he ran a 4.77 uh, 40, <laughs> which incredible. is crazy, which is a hundredth of a second faster than, than Davis. And he also had a 29-inch vertical leap and a 9-foot-3 broad jump. This That's, is a 300-plus pound man. 6'3", 307, moving like that. That's insane, That's dude. That's insane. So that's the kind of guy that, like, is that the type of player you're thinking, like, if yeah. the Raiders do draft someone for the defensive line, like, that's kind of what we're looking at, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I'm gonna be honest. I, I didn't watch a ton of film on him because I'm covering the smaller schools. But this, I mean, Georgia's defense was phenomenal all year. I mean, I think they they led the the country in least points scored. So, and a lot of that had to do with their guys up front. So, this is exactly the type of guy we need that can that can just compress the pocket into the face of the quarterback to make him feel a certain way where now he has to either – it's all about making quarterbacks uncomfortable. If you make a quarterback uncomfortable, good things are going to happen. And we got the pressure on the outside. we got to get somebody up the middle that can, A, help with the inside run, and, B, get pressure in the quarterback's face. So I, 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 this guy had a great combine. He's big. He's strong. You know, if he's available he at 22, I would, I would definitely take it's a look at it. Definitely him. a move right there, right? Yeah. Uh, another player. So you know, we need we need some help uh, at linebacker. Yep. You know, linebacker is a challenge for us. Look, when you look at like Corey Littleton's contract, Nick Quit Quit Quit, quit 
Kwiatkowski. <laughs> when you look at Nick uh, Kwiatkowski's contract, um, and, and there are a handful of others, too, including uh, this guy. F to the E to the R to the R to the E to the L to the L. It ain't furl. We have about 20-some-odd million dollars in dead cap money between Farrell, uh, Kwiatkowski, uh, Littleton, and Nassib. So, yeah. like, those four guys, like, I forget what the exact number is, but it's like 25 to 30 million in dead cap money. So, for those of you that don't know, dead cap means that you're paying for it no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter if they're on the team, off the team, injured, not injured. It doesn't matter. So, like, you can't really trade guys like that. You'd have to get a ton in return to justify trading because you're going to pay for them no matter what in terms yeah. of the salary cap. Now, another team might take over their day-to-day salary, but your cap number doesn't change. So Corey Littleton has a $9 million cap number, dead that's cap high. money. That's high. And he's there no matter what. Now, and he's not playing well, or at least he didn't in the last version of, the, of, the, of, the, of Gus Bradley's defense. So anyways, so we may not move into like you know like is bobby wagner are we going to sign him or are we going to draft an inside linebacker i think I, you're going to overpay for a guy like bobby wagner as well absolutely his career absolutely you will and so I, I, it'll be interesting to see what the raiders do if they choose to ride with who they got uh and and, and you know maybe coach him up different put him in a you know we know Derek Graham's going to do multiple things he's not going to yeah. be locked into this 4-3 like Bradley was so maybe there's an opportunity for Littleton and Kwiatkowski to flourish within those things hopefully so if they do choose to go after a linebacker here's the guy I want to throw at you group of five guy this is your wheelhouse Devin Lloyd who's a linebacker at at Utah at the combine runs a 4-6-6 uh, he's got a 35-inch vert, uh, um, broad jump at 126 uh, inches. But the thing that I love about Devin Lloyd is that he had four interceptions in 2021, which is as much as any linebacker in the country. He also had eight sacks, as much as any inside linebacker in the country. He's a do-it-all player and is going to provide an instant impact. We haven't had a playmaking turnover machine at yeah. linebacker since Kirk freaking Morrison. Like, yeah. so... Would you see a guy like Devin Lloyd, and, and what do you think about him? Yeah, no, I like Devin Lloyd. He He's a guy that can run. He's fast. He can hit. He's got a nose for the ball. Um, I would absolutely – I mean, we need we need a young presence that's going to eventually take over, you know, in the middle. Um, so I, I'm all about Devin Lloyd based off of, you know, his his ability and, and his, his history this past season – Another name, and I said this last time I was actually on here, to look out for, I'm telling you, this guy is going to be a stud. He's flying under the radar. I don't know where he's going to go in the draft, but he's coming out of Wyoming. Chad Muma. This guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about him. 6'3", 240 pounds. He, run, he ran a 4.63 at the draft. He led the country, the nation, in tackles last year. And he was very close his junior year as well. So if, if this guy's available in the second or third round, and we, you know, and depend, and it all depends on who we, you know, get in free agency. A lot of that depends on that, right? Get this kid because he's going to be a stud no wherever he goes. He's he's always around the ball. Uh, the Mountain West is a tough, tough conference. They all beat up on each other every year, so all of them go, you know, middle of the road, like you know, six and six, you know, seven, you know, seven and five. That that sort of record, but it's because they just they just battle. 
And this guy was a stud last year. So either one, I don't. I, I think you couldn't go wrong with either one, Devin Lloyd or if you can get Chad Muma. I I, I love. I'm all over Chad Muma. Well, it's, it's it, and that's and I like that call too because then you are allowed to then you take your big playmaker yep. offensively in the in the first round and then take a guy like that in the in the second or third. And you know what? And it's a relatively low commitment to the player. Hundred percent. And so you know you can then basically like yes, you're paying Littleton this this big salary, but then you've got. Muma in there to like, and he's inexpensive, just yeah. like Divine Diablo is. Exactly, and you kick Divine Diablo to to to, to a weak side or something, yeah. maybe and or whatever, he came even, on, he or was, a strong side, even to cover a tight end, right? And he was hitting at the end of the season too. He was he playing was legit, some dude. really good football. So you get these guys in middle to late rounds, and we've had success at that over the last couple of years. So if we can just continue to do that, I mean, that's what that's where you can really make big strides as a franchise. It's, yeah, you got to hit, and where I could say. Uh, times we've missed on our first second rounders but we've had some pretty good success in the third fourth and fifth you know the late rounds absolute mullen crosby yeah. renfro like we've we've exactly. had some monster players come out of those later rounds we got to continue to do that absolutely uh all right so let's go back to the to the to the to the to the first round pick so we talked a lot about wide receiver you've really um have been pushing this really and even back before rugs the incident happened and all that one of the things that you talked a lot about was that ability to stretch the field and it was like for Derek Carr and the importance of that and the way that that allows for guys like Waller and Renfro to work underneath and then also too like you know in terms of like elite speed another thing I'll never forget you talking about on the show was that it wasn't even just again not running that straight nine route deep down the field, but his quick slant ability to be able to split defenders, yeah. to be able to split safeties, and work that part of the field that 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 whatever second third of the field whatever that is, but like that importance of that elite speed. So there are going to be a couple of guys that have not quite rug speed, but really 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 freaking fast um, at probably at twenty two. So there's two game two names I'm gonna throw at you. Uh, Jahan Dotson is one of them, and Chris Olave uh, is the other. So uh, Jahan Dotson ran a four four three at the combine, and uh, and Chris Olave ran a four three nine at the combine. So both of these guys have absolutely elite speed. Jahan Dotson comes from Penn State. Chris Olave is Ohio State. Um, what do you think? I know you're you're a, you're not a power five guy, uh, and I want to hear it, the other. These are the last two names I have on my list, and I want to hear about yours. But like, what do you think about those two guys? And in terms of like, you know, day one capability, should the Raiders pull a player like that at twenty two? I think if if you know, I know more about Olave than I do about Dotson. But if Olave is there, I mean, him. I can't remember the other guy at Ohio State's receiver's name, but both of those guys were electric, man. I mean. And say what you want. Ohio State's one of the best, you know, schools in the country year in and year out. So if you can get a guy like that at twenty two, I don't know if he's gonna be there or not. And it again, it all just depends on who we get in free agency. If our old line is is looking good and shirt up, yeah, I think we need to go receiver, you know, or unless a top D tackle or something inside guy drops to you. So it's all very like fluid and relative. It all depends who drops, who you get in free agency, but I love Olave. Um, just based off the stats that you listed off Dotson, I mean, Penn State was a really good school too. They had, you know, they were a top team for 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 a long time uh, last college football season. So I think either one of those guys, they got plenty of film, and that's I'm a big film guy. You know, if you got a guy that has plenty of film, you know, two three years worth of experience, and you can go back and look at the body of work, then you know that's yeah. going to be a safer bet. I'm all about minimizing risk. So 
um, Olave, but there's plenty. I mean, there's plenty of speed out there. Um, Any guys in the so let's go to the group of five. Who are you, who's like aside from you, you mentioned Chad Muma, yeah, and uh, then who else is on your radar? Receiver, receiver wise, uh, Calvin Austin out okay. of Memphis. Guy okay. ran like a four, I think it was a four three eight or four three seven. The guy's a burner, but he's a small guy. He kind of reminds you of Rugs, right? Okay, but a guy like small, like five nine or like he was five like eleven. Five, he, no, he was like five eight, five nine. Okay. He's a smaller right. guy, so you know. And you know, being you know, being at Memphis, I don't know necessarily how he transitions into the league. You know, playing with against bigger DBs, bigger safeties—that's always you know a little bit more of a risk, um, as opposed to Ruggs, who's at Alabama, who's used to going at bigger guys. Um, but uh, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati—he's a six-three guy, and everyone was questioning his speed. He ended up running like a four-four. Okay, so that's a, legit. He's a big body. He can catch. He's 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 a uh, I think he's a fourth or a fifth year guy. He's been there plenty of times. He's got plenty of film. If he's in a late round, like a you know a, fifth, a fourth or a fifth rounder, like that, go get him. The little, and, like around where we grabbed Edwards, like yeah, somewhere exact, in that range. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Alec Pierce is a name to look out for. But if we're in the first round and Olave's there and, and the D tackles that we probably wanted is not, I, I would go with him. That okay. that'd be my guy. Okay. Anybody else in the group of five that you that, that you I know like let's t- let's talk about quarterbacks. So we yeah. we you know Mariota's likely gone. Um, so is it feasible that the Raiders in a later round or something draft a quarterback to come in and fill out the room a little bit? I hope they do. I mean, if they do, and you can get them, and I you know Carson Carson Strong out of Nevada is a top guy. He'll be gone probably in the first first or second round, um, and then you got. Uh, Golly, I can't remember the, the kid out of Liberty. He'll be gone. Oh, Malik, in the first round. Uh, yeah, Malik, Malik Willis. Yeah, he'll be gone in the first round as well. Um, but I've said it before, Bailey Zappi, man. That's the guy, right? If this guy's hanging around in a late round, grab him. Grab him because he is smart. He Everyone was doubting his arm strength. But the guys, I mean, he's got plenty of arm strength. He's got better than Garoppolo. And Garoppolo's <laughs> starting in the league. Yeah. like And this guy put up numbers. He broke every record in college football. So I'm a big Bailey Zappy guy. Um, did you watch the combine at all? I watched a, a, most of it. Yeah. Did he was throwing dimes, dude? That because you, you you had said his name, and so I was I, when I yeah. was watching, I looked out for him, and I'm like, oh shit, Murph was right, man. Like this, the, the, not Murph, me, Murph, you. Yeah. Sorry, anybody that doesn't know Murph's Nick, or Jeff's nickname is Murph <laughs> too. But, so I'm like, wow, he was right. Like, yeah. dude is. I mean, and I know it's the underwear Olympics. But still, man, yeah. I mean, he's still making throws. He's polished, man. He's he's got tons of experience, and you can't you can't replicate that. Like when you when you throw the ball that much, you know, he did it at, at Houston Baptist where he was before he went to Western. He goes to Western, which is you know, D one, and breaks every record for a quarterback on the books. I don't care who you're going against. You're still reading defenses, throwing the ball, like. If he's around in the late round and we've got and we feel good about who we have and we don't need to address anybody else, grab him. Love it. Love it. All right, good stuff there from uh, from QB Jeff, and I look forward to catching up with the chat room and seeing what everybody, what your thoughts were. Uh, I want to shout out uh, and give respect to our buddy Pineapple. $20 donation in there. He says, I was out on the ledge after the donkey news, but you guys are talking me down. We appreciate that. And, uh, and yeah, we just try to try to give a little bit of positivity to this uh, whole Raider thing that we do. Uh, Matthew Mangus is in there. Aaron, the Q-Doc Raider. Paul is in there. Uh, the Big Easy. What's up, Big Easy? Haven't, haven't heard from our buddy Big Easy in a minute. Uh, Tom is in there. Fargo Raider. Uh, Michelle Sweat. 
Kill Jadis, Fabricator Gill, Tyrone Graves, Black Tide Raider. That's a new name. Appreciate you, Black Tide Raider. Thank you for joining us here at, uh, at Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, who else we got? Uh, I'm going to scroll up there a little bit. Um, Shalene is in, oh, uh, Shalene is in there again. Uh, that was a new name from last week. Appreciate you. Raider Critique is in there. Uh, Vato Loco is in there. Uh, a lot of our good friends in there. We appreciate you checking us out here at uh, youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. All right, a couple more quick things to get to before we get into uh, the Sea of Fans mailbag. Let's uh, check in next with a little bit of Raiders and pop culture. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. Hey, Raider Nation, I just want to say hello. This is Pastor Mondo of NationMinistry.net. You're listening to Raider Fan Radio with Uncle Mosh and my brother, Murph. Just win, baby. All right, so we love to feature a little bit of Raiders and pop culture around here. This is where we look to things that are outside the sports realm and look to see where we can find the Raiders, whether that be movies, that be music, that be TV shows, commercials, uh, anything like that. And uh, so this was pretty cool. So this is just a little quick version of uh, Raiders and pop culture tonight. And uh, what we've got is Derek Carr, the least controversial figure (laughs) when it comes to the Raiders. Um, performing at Allegiant Stadium, but not playing quarterback. He's there for the Academy of Country Music Awards, and he announces Album of the Year. And so it's cool enough to see your quarterback on, like, you know, see something like that, like in a a pop culture event like that. Um, I'm not a country music guy, but whatever. Uh, You know, whatever do you think, country people. Uh, (laughs) um, You live in the South, Murph. Come on. I know. You know, and it's funny. And we live in Nashville, which is like the freaking, like the mecca of country music. And I love downtown Nashville. And I love all that. I'm just not a country. Are you a country guy? I dabble. It depends on my mood. I'm a very moody music person. Okay. you know, summer, I'm listening to a lot of country. Are you? Know, you? I'm a okay. big bluegrass. I, I play guitar, so I like bluegrass, too. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, but then don't uh, I still hold it down for my West Coast rap. Let's go. And let's my, go. Uh, underground right, and right. all that stuff. Oh, my God. So but speaking of that, so my birthday is at the end of March, and the weekend before my birthday, guess who's coming to Bridgestone Arena here in Nashville? Who? Mount Westmore. No way. Ice Cube, Too Short, Snoop. It's going to be amazing. I so I think I saw that. I think uh, Scarlett, my wife, like, saw a flyer. She's like, we got to go there. I was like, yeah, we got to yes, try and get it's some gonna, tickets or something. Oh, my gosh. it's good. And the only reason I didn't say E-40 was because he's a Niner fan. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be awesome, dude. Yeah, that, that's – but, uh, okay, good deal. So, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big – not big into the country. Although, my, although I'm from California, you're from California, our kids are not. No, my boys are from Tennessee and they love like Johnny Cash and Charlie Daniels and like all that, like old school, like outlaw rebel country, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like whatever. they love all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so, but I'm, that's not my wheelhouse, man. I, I don't, I don't not like a big deal. Yeah. Whatever. And so, all right, <laughs> but Derek Carr. So back to the thing, Derek Carr is, uh, uh, uh announcing the album of the, of the year at the Academy of country. Media. And it's not so much even Derek out there, um, uh, presenting the award, it's uh, it's the Raider fans that are in attendance because again, it's a Legion nice. Stadium. So listen to the guys in the back. There's always someone in the background <laughs> saying what we love to hear. 
Fantastic. Raiders fans, make some noise. And all you country music fans, welcome to the Raiders' house. NFL fans know being a quarterback is tough, just like picking a winner for this category. Your nominees for album of the year. No, I missed it. What did he say? There's a a guy going, Raider Nation! (laughs) I'll play it again. Just like picking a winner for this category. Your nominees for album of the year. (laughs) Isn't that great? Your nominees for this category. Your nominees for album of the year. That's fantastic. Hey, salute you, guy. Whoever that is in the crowd. Yeah, right Hold on, it dude. Down, Hold, Hold it, it down. down. Absolutely. All right, let's get to one more break here, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the Raiders all-time team. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they f***ing put out a banger podcast. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. All right, so this is pretty cool. So this week, an article came out in Sports Illustrated from the Raider Maven. Uh, It is authored by Tom Lamar, and uh, we featured some of Tom's work here before at Raiders Fan Radio and appreciate the uh, the excellent reporting and articles uh, that that he writes. Tom released, QB Jeff, his all-time Raiders uh, roster. Okay, So this is all 22 starting positions. And this is the, the greatest of the greats. Now, I agree with about 80% of this. There are a few of these. Tom and I are way off. But there are some that, like, are, they're inarguable. Yeah. So, all right. So, let's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this to you. Give me your all-time rate. And I'm going to check off the list here and see how you line up, not only with, uh, with, with Tom, but with me. And as I'm saying, these chat room... We want to hear from you. Michelle Sweat's in there, Paul, Aaron, Alfred, Ebony Graves, Big Easy, Ms. Molly, Thom, uh, Cool Kev is in there, Pineapple. Uh, we want to hear Chronicles of the Black Hole, Daniel. We want to hear who your uh, favorites are. And we can, and you can take it in any order that you want. You can just start throwing names. I got them all listed out here in front of me, and, I, and we'll just kind of check them off and go down the list and see what you got. All right. Uh, let's go Ken Stabler. Kenny Stabler. Absolutely. I think that's completely inarguable that Kenny Stabler is your quarterback for this for the all-time great team. Yes. All right. Fred Bolitnikoff. Freddie Bolitnikoff is absolutely on the list uh, and is on the opposite side of the field from? Uh, Timmy Brown. Timmy Brown. That is exactly who he has. He has Tim Brown on the opposite side. And then if you had to pick a slot receiver for the Raiders – who would you pick? Slot. If you had to pick somebody that wasn't Tim Brown Another or one? Fred Belenikoff, you would go with? Cliff Branch. There you go. Same, same, same. I, I, we're, you and I and Tom, we're all on the same page. All right. All right? <laughs> we got running, are we going running back next? Uh, sure. Wherever you want to go. Yeah. See, I wish he had a longer stint. I'm gonna, so he probably, has, he probably has Marcus Allen. I would I would I would say Bo Jackson just because I'm a big Bo guy. Okay, interesting. So 
I'm with I'm with you, and I'm not with you. I, it it is Marcus Allen. Okay, I, I mean because Bo doesn't have the stats long term to, to. Marcus you know. in Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame, and I and the potential of Bo Jackson, it's unbelievable. The legend of Bo Jackson is like I yes, I agree with with what Bo could have been. But he wasn't. And like I talked about earlier about the Raiders that are versus the Raiders that aren't, Marcus Allen, I know a lot of people have a, feel a certain way about him, and he became a chief and all that, and I get all that. But he's a Hall of Famer, man. Like, yeah. uh, Marcus Allen was the greatest Raiders of all time. Um, he was the leading rusher in franchise history with 8,500 yards, 79 touchdowns, 11 seasons, plus he had 446 receptions Unreal. for 4,000 yards and 18 touchdowns. Like, Marcus Allen is it's an amazing, amazing career. Really Raider. Was. Yeah. So okay. So there you go. So then, how about let's see uh, who lines up in front of him then at fullback. Fullback. This is where I disagreed with Tom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know who he's got. He's got Mark Van Egan, which is fair because but Mark Van Egan played a different version of fullback than what ultimately the NFL turned into. Yeah. And while Mark Van Egan was a very prominent player for the Raiders, but he was never like the, quote, feature back, because we always had Clarence Davis, and like we had we had other players. So to me, yeah, Marcel it's Reeves, guy. 100%. It's Marcel Reeves yeah. to me. Like, it's Marcel Reeves. Yeah, and, shout out, yeah, and shout out John Ritchie even. Like, I think John Ritchie might get a nod at fullback, but to me, Marcel Reese could, not only could he block, he could catch. He could do he could everything. Run, he could do literally everything on the football field. So I think Marcel Reese is the answer there, not necessarily Mark Van Egan, although that's that's nice to recognize Van Egan, but I don't think he's, he's, he's the choice there. All right, let's go. So let's keep it on the offensive side. Let's, how about the line? Give me your, give me your line. Uh... It's got to have Jim Otto. Jim Otto is your center. Absolutely. Shout out Dave Dalby. Love what Dave Dalby did, but yes, it's Otto. Uh, Upshaw. Upshaw and? It's got to be Art Shell. There you go. The greatest left side yeah. in the history of football is Art Shell and Gene you're te- Upshaw. You're testing me. This is this hard. Is, <laughs> hey, man, it's fun, all right? <laughs> now, this is what, okay, now, th- now this gets tougher as you go to the right side of the line, and here's where I kind of I pull back a little bit. Uh, from what uh, Mr. Lamar has written here, how about I'll get who was who was our big right guard during the the heyday of of your childhood during the uh, early two thousands of the Raiders? Golly, I'm blanking here. T was Newski. Yeah, there you go. Wisniewski. We got to got to go Wiz. Yeah, so I, I you go Wiz at right guard, and now here's where I disagree with with Tom at le- at right tackle. He puts Ron Mix. Now Ron Mix is in the Hall of Fame. Ron Mix played uh, uh, 11 years in the league, but he played 10 of them with San Diego. He only played with the Raiders for one year. Yeah. I, give me two I got two guys. Henry Lawrence, who was the, the, the right tackle for the Raiders for many, many years, two-time Super Bowl champion, like nine years. He was the guy that, he's the guy that sang at Madden's funeral. Like, yeah. Henry Lawrence is, is, is the answer. But then also... Um, shout out uh, big fella John Vela, who was the, the right tackle for the Raiders in the 76 Super yeah. Bowl. Like, to me, it's like one of those two guys, not Ron Mix, who was there for one year. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why you put him there. I don't know. See, that's kind of weird. Me, I don't, I didn't, I didn't care for that one, uh, as much. All right. So, uh, all right. So, there, there's our offense. Is that got everybody? We got a quarterback. Yeah. We got two we got running everybody. backs. We got three wide receivers. Tight end. Well, well, who do you got? I got it's one answer for me, Ty Christensen. That's that's well. That's a fair answer. I, it's not what I would have picked. But who'd you have? Casper. Casper. Golly. 
Yeah, you got to go Casper. Yeah, that's Hall of Famer. That's and not, but but Christensen is a very like that's yeah. that's very uh, a legit. I forgot answer. about Casper. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's testing. It's fun, right? Answer. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, it's fun. All right. Oh, I love it. Chronicles of Black Hole. Bob Boomer Brown. Uh, Matthew Mangus. Where's Lincoln Kennedy? Um, dude, that's a good. That's a good one. Great call that's out. Really good. Great call out. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get back and catch up with your. Uh, so many guys, man. There's so many guys. We have such a deep, deep bench of uh, of absolute Hall of Famers and studs. We got a lot of see. We got Timmy B's in there. Snake Stabler in there. Uh, Cliff Branch in there. Uh, of course. Uh, let's see, Marcus Bo. A lot of bows in there. Love Bo. I love the 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 Napoleon Kaufman honorable mention. Yeah. You know what? If not for following his calling of going into ministry, like he plays another few years 100%. and goes down as one of the greatest Raiders ever, maybe at, at running back. Um, a lot of Marcel Reese in there. Of course, Shellen Upshaw, Otto. Yeah, good stuff there. Wiz. I uh, love this stuff, guys. Uh, <laughs> Fargo Raiders says Jared Valdeer, honorable mention. <laughs> um, okay, front four. Let's just play a 4 3. All right. Who's our front four greatest ever? To don the silver and black, it's gotta it gotta be Howie Long. Howie Long has gotta be the first on the list, right? Gotta gotta be Howie. And Howie's nice because he's versatile. Yeah, he can play inside or outside. You know what I mean? Exactly. I like Howie Long playing inside. I like I like yeah. I like that idea of I loved it when he when he when he took a step inside. That's when I thought Howie was best. All right. So who? So in the so I'll I'll give it. You want to? Let me give you who he picked to play yeah. next to Howie. Yeah, give he me. picked Richard Seymour. Seymour. I mean, Seymour was great, but. I don't know if he falls in. I don't the think of all time. I don't think not for a greatest Raider of all time to play that position. I don't think so. I don't. I don't put Richard Seymour there. So who you got, Uncle? Well, I'll get you. Uncle Mosh would pick Otis Sistrum. He'd big number sixty, <laughs> yeah. big man to go in there. That's a that's a good one. But I I think Matuzak. Oh yeah, I think you got to put Matuzak. You got to put Matuzak and Howie next to each other 100%. on the interior. Hundred percent. F and go, yeah, dude. You, you get those two in the middle, man. Forget about that's it. That's it. I think that's that's the move. And then for the for the edges, I like uh, you got an all time sack leader, hundred and nine sacks, Greg Townsend. Yeah. You gotta put Greg Townsend on there uh on one side, and he's got Tom's got Max Crosby on the other side Whoa. of Greg Townsend. That's ahead of uh of Big Ben Davidson. That's you know, I'm okay with that. I, me too. I love the condor. Me he's too, ra- man. He just like is he's a raider through and through. Somebody in here had uh, Alzado too. Chronicles of the Black Hole had Alzado. Uh, Alzado in there? Yeah. I, Alzado, sorry. Yeah, it's, well, you call it Alzado because that's what Jeff did that one time. <laughs> we would make fun of him. Um, yeah, Al- although Alzado, again, though, I think when you're thinking about greatest yeah. raiders, Alzado had a long career at the Broncos, long career at the Browns before he ever became a Raider. Not to diminish his impact yeah. when he was with the Raiders. Um, but also you got Chester McLaughlin to consider in there. Um, there's Tom Keating to consider in there. Like there's a lot of players. Fargo says uh, honorable mention Khalil Mack. Oh, but see, but again, though, he la- yeah, he's but gone. he left. Yeah. Well, Is he one of the greatest Raiders of all time? I don't think he wanted to leave, though. I don't think he wanted to either. But uh, you know what, though, Fargo Raider, if he stays... If he plays another four-year contract, damn right he'd be on this list. Think, think about that though. I mean, this Dude, is all speculation. I know, Him but do it, Max. do it, because this is fun. <laughs> do it, Mac and Max. Oh, let's go! I, mean, I love Yannick, but mm. dude, Good talk Lord. about like, jeez, that would have been amazing. Hindsight's so funny. <sighs> all right, need a cold shower after that. <laughs> I, 
That's true. I mean, that's and a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Mosh is gonna have a donut. Like <laughs> that's 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 bananas to think about that. Max yeah. and freaking and and Mac on the same freaking defensive front four. Um. All right. So go back. Let's take a step back and get to the linebackers. Um. The Mad Stork, Ted Hendricks, locks yeah. up the middle. Um. You got that, Phil, right? Thank you. Amen. You got Phil Villapiano on one side, and who do you put on the other? Super, another Super Bowl champion. Wore the double nickels. Punched the freaking Patriots general manager. I'm blanking. Matt Millen. Matt Millen. Matt Millen. You put 55 on the other side. So those are your three linebackers. So that's what he. So he's got Paul. Paul had Matt Millen. Yeah. He did. Okay. So yeah. So he's got Hendricks, Villapiano, Matt Millen. Uh, I would also consider Rod Martin, who picked off Jaworski three times in the Super Bowl. We had a chance to meet and interview Rod Martin uh, at the Blitnikoff Foundation this last year. Sadly, we don't have the audio from it because someone's got it hostage. But, um, but can we say, can we get that audio somehow? Lord have mercy. Like, like literally, like dream come true. Interview Rod Martin. Interview Fred Bolitnikoff. Interview Daryl LaMonica, and Great. have nothing. I have nothing. I have, cr- I have this. Hurting feelings, man. You need a subpoena. Subpoena the audio. I'm telling you, man. Anyways, um. All right, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna end up on a rant. I'm gonna end up on, and it'll get personal. So I'm gonna shut up. All right, so let's go. Um, so yeah, so Rod Martin there. All right, then you go to the defensive secondary, and so this is interesting. Okay, so uh, so give me uh, give me uh, let's go let's go two safeties, and then three corners. All right, we gotta have Tatum. Gotta have Jack Tatum, absolutely, right. and he's got Tatum on his list. Uh, Charles Woodson. No, Charles- he was a corner though. Well, but uh, with the Raiders, but he's got Charles Woodson at safety. Okay, which is interesting, and I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I don't. Disagree. I think that's rough on Eddie Anderson and George Atkinson. Oh yeah, George. Yeah, but I think that you, I still think you got to go with Charles Woodson. I think so. Charles Woodson was amazing at safety Incredi- when he came back. Oh, we were incredible. awful then, and he was like just so freaking. He good, was like man. the only. Th- I mean, not the only thing, but like watching him when he came back was like. Incredible, dude! Picking off Peyton in the end oh, zone, so good. That was gross. So good. It was so freaking good. Yeah. So I think you, I think I think that's a fair call out to put uh, to put Woodson at safety. So you got Woodson and Tatum. All right now, who are your three corners? Got Willie Brown. Willie Brown, absolutely. He's got Willie Brown number one. Lester Hayes has got to be number two, right? That that he doesn't have Lester Hayes, but that's a but yes, I think that could be right there in the conversation. Uh. I miss, I'm, I know I'm missing. Oh, that's the two that came to the top of my head. Hall of Famer, Ward number 22, Mike Haynes. Mike Haynes. Yeah, so I, yeah, you got to go with, I, I think, Mike Haynes there. Uh, and, and then with Charles playing safety, then, yes, then I think Lester's got to be your third guy. Yeah. Like, that's got, I mean, that's got to be it, right? Right. Um, so Willie Brown, uh, Lester Hayes. And uh, so let's see. I'm going to go back to the chat here. Uh, Mike Haynes, a lot of call-outs for Mike Haynes. Rod Tatum for let. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, Jack Kenneth's got Rod Woodson, Ronnie Lott. Love it. Yep. Those are all good ones. Be- oh, Beaker for an honorable mention Ooh, in there. Capo, Namdi. I love Asamoah. Oh, dude. He was locked down. Cal Berkeley, man. Dude. You know what, Capo? Like, I hate to, it's, it sounds like blasphemy to say Namdi was better than Lester Hayes. But you know what? Freaking different speaking time. of guys that on bad teams that were phenomenal, like Nambi Asamoa. You know, I'm with Cap- you. Cap- I, I, me too. Like that's. I mean, wow. And I feel. I mean, like I feel 
terrible saying anything over freaking yeah, Lester. But like yeah, that's Nandi, holy cow. Yeah, Namdi. Because remember it was like it was like him and Revis. Yeah. Like they were like the absolute like that was like the final days of the quote lockdown corner. Yeah. Like because you don't have them anymore now. It's not like it used to be. No. It, that's that's a good one, Capo. That that's really a good one. I forgot about him. I can't believe I forgot about him. All right, special teamers. Uh, I don't agree with who he has at kicker because to me it's Seabass. Seabass, yeah. 100%. It's got to be Seabass. He's got Blanda. It's, it's got to be Seabass and Leckler, right? Seabass. Well, Seabass and Ray Guy. Uh, First punter ever in the Hall of yeah, Fame. That's true. You know, but Leckler will be there too. I mean, he's got to be Leckler. It's Le- massive leg, dude. Massive freaking leg. And so uh, I, I and I don't think you can. Yeah. All, other than Ray Guy was first. Yeah. Because basically they had a very similar career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ray Guy was just was just first. Um. So yeah, I put Seabass in over Blanda, uh, Ray Guy, and then your all time Raider front office. So this is going to be kind of funny, but owner, coach. And then we'll call him a scouting executive because the Raiders never had a GM. Um, but in terms of like three guys that like run the team, who would you pick? So this is not a coach. It's not a head coach. Well, there is a head. There is a head coach. There's an owner. There's a head coach, and then there's a quote executive. Like would be like your de facto GM. Well, Al Davis. Al right? Davis. Right? Yes. Okay. I, yeah. I was like, is that a trick question? There's only no. There's only there's only there's only two answers you can yeah. give. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, Are and you one of them is that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's Al Davis. Yes, Al Davis. Coach has got to be John Madden. Got to right? be John Madden. That's I totally agree. Yeah. Although as, as much as we love the Iceman Flores and yeah. everything that he did with the Raiders, it's got to be John Madden. And then your quote front office executive, who is your de facto GM. I don't even know. It's who's not lives. Reggie McKenzie. Yeah, I was just saying, <laughs> not that guy. Uh, it's Ron Wolf. And yeah. Ron Wolf, who was instrumental in building the Raiders of the early 2000s and, 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 and really worked a lot. It was kind of like one of the first guys that Al started to turn over some control in terms of like personnel and roster yeah. building and whatnot. So, yeah, so Ron Wolf is in there as a scouting executive, and, um, and all those guys are members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, all right, there we go, man. Hey, let's hey. go. Let's go, man. Let's go. Yeah, we're pretty let's close. Let's go. We're pretty close, man. Yeah, good stuff there, man. So, appreciate that. Oh, uh, Tyrone Graves says, um, Nice uh, name drop uh, on, on Thomas. Skip Thomas. Shout out Dr. Death. John Condo. John Condo. I love me some John Condo. Well, dude, don't you love how now we have Trent Sig, AJ Cole, and uh, and freaking Daniel Carlson. They're like the new version I of know. Leckler, uh, Seabass, and Condo, right? What is it about those? Like, we just get these guys. These long snappers, punters, and kickers. It's just like... We're all about it, man. I know. Yeah, heck. Hey, if we're going to be successful in one phase of the game, <laughs> it's that right there. Dominant special teams. <laughs> let's go. All right, let's get one more break, and then let's get into the Sea of Fans mailbag. Uh, where's the button? Ah, jeez. Where's the dang? Just press the damn button, nerd. Wait. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. His body throws. It is. All right, appreciate everybody in the chat room tonight. Uh, Chronicles of the Black Hole. Amy Trask, 
Don't forget about Amy Trask. Fargo Raider says that too. Uh, Fabricator Gill. A lot of Amy Trask in yeah. there. Uh, great, great call out there. Kiljadis is in there. Uh, Raiders Panoy says Amy Trask. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Amy Trask. A lot of that. Uh, Tom is in there talking about Ron Wolf. Uh, Tyrone Graves. Uh, Trinidad is in there. Cool Kev is in there. Lee B. Lalo Meloso is in there to Big Easy. Paul is in there. Crujo is in there. Uh, we appreciate all. Oh, Crujo says Tim Brown is returner. I like it. I like ah, that. I do like that. Timmy Brown for sure is returner, and uh, that's no disrespect to Jacoby Ford and uh, Johnny Lee Higgins. <laughs> the under the under freaking sold Johnny Lee Higgins. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, this is where we hear from more of you and less of us, which is always a good thing. And uh, we've got some emails to get to tonight. And you can email the show at any time at show, that's S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. Uh, email us, and if we read your email an indefinite amount of times, you can become a made man or a made woman. And we've got a new made man uh, to announce tonight, but that's when we get to the phone calls. So before that, we've got some emails. Uh, so Mosh typically reads these things, but in Mosh's absence, it's down to you and me. Swag, uh, right. swag, I just called you Swag Jeff. I'm so it's used to saying good. Swag Jeff. I'm, the, um, I'm Jeff and Burf, so Jeff. you can call me either one. It's so confusing. So confusing. <laughs> Too many. We have all these Jeffs, all these Murphs. Where everybody's a Raider fan. Everybody's <laughs> Italian. Everybody's Irish. Like, what the heck is going on around here? I don't know. That's wild stuff. Everybody went from California to Tennessee. Dude. Like the Bay Area to like Murfreesboro, Tennessee, or according to Coach Beam, Murphyville. <laughs> He's never been able to say it as long That's as I've so been here. Funny. Like, he's like, How are things going down in Murph- Murphyville? <laughs> I'm like, it's good, Coach. It's good. I called it Memphisboro for the longest time. When I before I ever even moved here, I'm like, I think it's called Memphisboro or something. I'm like, I don't know. It's hilarious. Yeah, Murfreesboro with an R in it. All right, um. Dear Raiders Fan Radio, respect to Uncle Mosh, Murph, Swag Jeff, our capo. However, I got a wise guy warning, Uncle Mosh. Slow down when reading my emails. <laughs> I don't do grammar well, and apparently you stumbled on my jokes. Um, so here's my question. Why are, uh, why are the Broncos such drama queens? They somehow actually seem to make us look like a fully put together and reputable group of field scholars instead of a cantina of scum and villainy that thug it up in the black hole. Wise guy wish list for us to pick up at Whiteout. Odell Beckham Jr. He can still perform, not like he once could, uh, but he can still go. Tyler Lockett. Seahawks are open to trading him. It seems as uh, it's everything must go sale now. He's a solid number one, thousand plus yard receiver. Will Fuller. Dolphins aren't using him. We got this low end one year prove it play deal. Not that's great call out. Like yeah. I don't, he's not a number one, but uh, in the wheelhouse. Christian Kirk, uh, still young, solid number two, potential number one, four years in the league. Uh, all right, this is the two, this is to the capo. Oh, this is to the capo, T.O. Uh, Hit list submission for one of your maiden men, the Seahawks. Oh, from one of your maiden men, the Seahawks. I am in the Seattle Everett area. I can do this for you. I'm 6'9 and 270, and I served in the Army. I can break a leg or two for letting the Broncos have a decent, <laughs> if not short, QB. Put the Indianapolis Colts on there for p- trying to pass off Wentz to us for Carr uh, or whatever. Well, now he's a Washington commander. Yeah. Or whatever slick one Chris Ballard was trying to pull. Can't fault them for trying. Have more respect for the silver and black than that. Last, there's a couple more voices over here that want to challenge for the championship as well. Okay, so this is the RFR Wrestling Championship. Kermit and Macho need to watch out. I'll help them. Oh, 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 I helped them back. Oh, I held them back from calling this week. Thanks for listening to my ramblings. Raider Jack in Everett, comma, Seattle, come where, comma, somewhere just north of Sunny. 
<laughs> Great Appreciate call. you, Raider Jack. Good job. All right, QB Jeff, who do we got next? We got Fargo Raider. Fargo Raider. Oh, thank you, Fargo Raider, again, for the yeah, beer man. and the chocolate-covered chips. Chocolate phenomenal. Those are so good. And the beer, too. All right, greetings, Murph, Swago, Uncle Mosh, and Nation. If I don't hear another Wilson sack polisher again, it would be <laughs> still have been too much. <laughs> Equally, if I hear another moronic call for us to trade for Watson, I am liable to go stand on a lake and shoot a ring around me. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this guy <laughs> this guy has 22 civil cases to address before we can even begin to discuss what it would take to get him in the silver and black. And not to mention the zero tolerance policy the Raiders have with violence against women. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. Who proofreads these things? I don't know, man. This is great. Ugh. The damn sky isn't falling, and I'm not scared of Sierra's bitch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was fantastic. <laughs> the Bron- the Broncos. <laughs> I think I'm saying this right. The Broncos. No, I don't even know how you'd say that. Broncos? I don't even know how you say it. Okay. Gave away a king's ransom to bring in one guy. That's some risky business. When did the Raider Nation become, become a bunch of whiny bitches? Amen, Fargo. <laughs> Jeez. Since when did we have? Since when have we been scared of anyone? I don't give a damn if Shane Falco is the QB <laughs> for the opposition. F him. We are the Raiders, the scourge of the NFL, and it's t- high time we effing act like it. We are the home of the black hole where opponents' dreams come to die. Let's go. Go get a veteran DB to help the young guys and buckle your chin straps, children. I will never concede defeat, and I'm damn tired of hearing the nation. Damn tired of hearing the nation do so. Have some effing heart. Ranting from the lo- from the land of ice and snow, Fargo Raider. P.S. I have your beers and treats on the way. May get there tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah, nice, Fargo. nicely done, Fargo. Appreciate you, hey, Josh. Man, all the way through, especially man. Sierra's bitch. That was funny, dude. That was funny. That was good stuff. So, uh, yeah. So we award a Sizzler award at the end of this thing, which goes out to the best emailer or phone caller. That's clearly in the running. Uncle Mosh normally does that when he's here, but, but Jeff, now that he's not here and you're in a seat, you got to take the reins. So, so whoever you think is the, is, is the best email or phone caller, we'll get that award tonight. And uh, yeah, that was great, Fargo. And he's kind of got his thumb on the scale because he gave us uh, amazing beer and food. So like, you might get it no matter what. <laughs> you could have just said, hi guys, from Fargo Raider. And we'd be like, yeah. Enjoy the look. chocolates and beer. At the end, right? That's it. Yeah, it perfect. Uh, all right, one more to get to. This is our buddy Paul. He comes from the UK, uh, which is uh, Shropshire, uh, UK, and it is west of Birmingham, so we like to call it Shropshire, Mississippi. Uh, and he says, Evening, folks. Hope you are well. So the combine has come and gone, and there were some very impressive performances, as ever, and one or two have just given themselves an extra chance in the draft. The one name I can't get past is Christian Watson. There's something about this guy that shines, although, although I'm wearing my same... Although I'm wearing my sane Murph hat, okay, and not getting carried away and falling in love with some of these guys in case they end up somewhere else in the AFC West. Excellent advice, Paul. And I say yeah. that all the time. Don't fall in love with players in the draft because next thing you know, they're Broncos and you got to hate them. Exactly. 
As the sun sets on the combine, it means a new league season is within touching distance, and that means free agency. The most exciting time of the year for me, apart from the actual game time. The building blocks for the roster are put into place, and it gives us the best idea of exactly who we are going into the draft. One of the dilemmas we had was should we go for Devontae Adams or not? Well, now we know the Packers have tagged him, and the decision has got to be made. There's no surprise in Green Bay's move. Why wouldn't they do everything to keep him? I was always unsure about whether to go for him or not. He's an undoubted superstar of the game. However, we had to look at it from a financial viewpoint as well, and we have a number of areas that need addressing in free agency in the draft. Yeah, because dude is going to get $30 million a year. Yeah. Like, he's franchise tagged at like 20 Yeah. Like, he's going to get 30 because uh, because Hopkins is the highest paid wide receiver right now, and he's at like twenty seven five. So Devontae Adams is going to get all of thirty, if not thirty two or something. You know, um, add that uh, add to that the depth of talent available at wide receiver. So it was always more prudent to fill two or three of the needs for the same money rather than grow, throw a huge sum at one player. Don't get me wrong, uh, though he had had he become available, it would have been crazy had we not been in the hunt for him. I've said all along that I want to see us aggressive, consistent, and balanced as a roster, and I was never really sure that was truly possible if we'd used up most of the cap on Abe, on Adams as well as the upcoming contracts for DC, Max, and Hunter Bolitnikoff. Plus, you do know that if we signed him, he'd have picked up an injury anyways because that's the Raiders' way. Uh, see Javon Walker for reference. <laughs> I'm hoping that J- Coach McDaniels and his staff weren't blinded by the possibilities like we were as fans and have been pursuing other players anyway. Personally, I'd like us to go for Allen Robinson and maybe even DJ Chark as well. And there's a wide choice of options this year. Elsewhere, Just Blog Baby had an article with the tagline, Three Reasons the Raiders Should Bring Back Amari Cooper. Hmm. All right, this ought to be interesting. Hell no! Drop this thought like he drops catches. The second he decided to quit on routes and pout in photographs as if someone had stolen his lunch money, he proved to me he hasn't got what it takes to be a Raider. I'd be really disappointed if his turd came back. How do you feel about that? I kind of feel the same way. Like I don't want, I don't want Amari back. No. I just spent the last four years bashing no, the guy. Exactly. Well, unless I can get him for like... You know, pennies on the dollar. Yeah, yeah. if you get him for like a, yeah. a, a brother-in-law deal or something, yeah. like maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, donkeys have mortgaged their future on Russell Wilson, proof that insanity is alive and well at the shithole in the mountains. Decent player, yes, but not the all-conquering player that some are making out. Some Raiders fans have overreacted and starting running for the hills as if he's the be-all and end-all. I don't believe Pete Carroll is a fool. He wouldn't have traded him without good reason. Interesting, Paul. Yeah. This is, requires thought. What a, what a freaking concept, Raider fan. Like, think of this thing through, actually. <laughs> Uh, Seattle got some good players and picks in the deal. They just have to decide what to do with Drew Locke. Could it be Wilson is more trouble than he's worth, or is he washed up? I listened to Carroll before most people, and despite the fact that the AFC West got a little tougher, the trade doesn't bother me at all. It just doesn't matter. Finally this week, as we head closer to the draft, I decided to dip my toe into the mock draft world and taking on board information from various experts. Of course, like QB Jeff, Capo, uh, and the... Like QB Jeff and Capo came up with the following selection. And before people shout abuse me in the chat, I'm aware that there isn't a defensive tackle, but I'd be working on that in free agency with someone like Morgan Moses. Okay, so here we go. Round one. He's got Traylon Burks, Arkansas. I like it. If he's there. Big, tall guy and can run. Yeah, if he's there. If he's there. Oh, dude. You're going to love this. Who's he got? Second round, Chad Muma. Hell yeah. Linebacker, Wyoming. Game changer. Round three, Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State. There you go. 
Round four, Kirby Joseph, safety out of Illinois. Uh, round five, Cordell Flott, quarter, cornerback at uh, LSU. Uh, round five, Tariq Woolen, cornerback, UTSA. What's UTSA? San Antonio? Yeah, San Antonio. Okay. Uh, and then another group of five guy, Ryan Vandermark in the seventh, uh, tackle out of Connecticut. Hmm. All right. Uh, probably not independent. Oh, are they really? Yeah, UConn. Oh, okay. Uh, probably not even close to the reality, but we'll see. QB Jeff also mentioned uh, Sincere McCormick recently, mm-hmm. and I just missed out on him. There's a great article on McCormick at the Raider Ramble blog site. He could be a real find for someone. Who is that? Who is Sincere, Sincere McCormick? He was San Antonio's running back. Big time. Oh, I remember you talking about that guy. Yeah. Okay, okay. Stud. Okay. Um, be positive, everybody. The new league season is just around the corner. Exciting times are ahead. Stay safe. RFR family. Love your Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, five-time, 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 plus one, plus one, (laughs) winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Paul. 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 Your name Paul. Hello. Paul. Hello. Paul. 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 I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul, yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey Paul. Paul. Uh hi. I'm Paul. That was epic, Paul, man. Uh, he, he's always bringing the heat with those emails, Fire. and that was a great one, Paul. Uh, great call-outs there. Great humor, as always, and I appreciate you. And if you want to join Paul and the emailers, you can do that by sending an email to show. That is S-H-O-W at RaidersFanRadio.com. If you would rather call the show, you can call the show at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And you can leave us a message that is open 24-7. And if we play your message three or more times on the air, you can become a made man or a made woman. And we've got a new made man tonight to announce. But before we do that, every crew needs a captain. And the leader of the made men and the made women is our good friend. He is Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. We call him the Capo, and he always kicks off this segment. Greetings, Don Murph, on the boss, Sonny, Consiglary, Uncle Mars, Swag Jeff, Sergeant Arms, the big Raider trucker. Ron the Mater Raider, young Chili Dolph, when the universe speaks. Splatterhead from the Inebra Nation. Nation? Y'all know me. Now, I don't give a damn about Von Miller and whether or not he cares to go back to Denver. It matters even less that Russell Wilson is the newest donkey, fine as his wife is. Now, I could give you 200 million shits about Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he's returning to the Green Bay Packers. Demarcus Lawrence, whether or not he rejects a pay cut in Big D, ho-hum. Richard Sherman pleading to two misdemeanors about that, you know, um, off-the-rails episode that he had on video. Hell, I, I guess that's okay. But listen. Hell, the fact of the matter is, Dion Coach Prime Sanders and him losing two toes off his left foot due to amputation and complications of some kind of medical procedure sucks to be him, feel for him, but he ain't a raider. I'm about this silver and black, baby. The commitment to excellence is all I care about. Amen. Our commitment to excellence, period. Now, Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, he raised a few eyebrows on Monday whenever, you know, he had mentioned that um, the Panthers have shagged a few uh, uh, phone calls for the services of Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Let's think about this and take a deeper dive, if you know what I'm saying, you're going to feel me. Now, the all-pro running back, he had missed 23 regular season games over the past two campaigns, 
and he can't just seem to stay on the field. And the only time he shows up is to, to clown Abram at the goal line. Now, we could probably use some production, but you know what? I don't want to poo-poo this guy. Think about this for a second. He's 25 years old, and he's in the first year of a four-year, $64 million deal that goes through 2025. Now, Jones added that the, the Panthers want a first-round pick plus another piece for compensation. Now, my wheels are turning. I hope yours are, too. Isn't a fellow that wears jersey number 99 from the Carolinas, might he be on the trade block? I'm just putting things out there. Y'all connect the dots however you so choose. We need to get rid of that cat. I mean, if they want Abrams, if I mention him, and how about this? I'm even willing to put a straight up um, J.J. for McCaffrey. And then we can go out there and get other running backs that are going to be more consistent. But this guy may be a generational talent, catching the ball out of the backfield, running between the tackles, and blazing around the ends. These are all things that can happen. Remember, DC4 is going to be your quarterback. Now, Sunday, ESPN's Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowler, they mentioned that McCaffrey among other buzzworthy candidates for the potential of being cap casualties. His number isn't that good against the Carolina cap. I think we need to go ahead and pursue it. Now, McDaniels has repeatedly backed Carr. Carr is the team's leader and starter, though, I mean, we're not trading this guy. It's not going to happen. We're just simply not going to go that direction. But since I like to mention, you know, eligible individuals that we need to bring on board in the draft, I enter Christian Watson, who showed his ass as a wide receiver out of North, North Dakota is. State University, yeah. standing six foot four, two hundred eight pounds, ran a four point three six forty. He's going to be available, and I thought we might be able to get him in the third, but we might have to look at this cat in the second because I doubt very seriously that we're going to get a top-tier wide receiver in the first 22 picks, and I really don't see too many trade partners with us. No matter who's looking for a quarterback, D.C.'s off the market, and unless we're going to pony up MMA, I just don't see it going down. I like this cat. Let's see if we can go ahead and make that happen because, once again, I'm going to keep banging the drum. We need to address our offense through sports. What, through free agency, and then defense, defense, defense through the draft. Now, the Raiders announced their full coaching staff on Monday, and lo and behold, a shocking name was rolled out with the rest of the group, a certain Deuce Gruden. Yes, that Deuce Gruden is returning to come back and be our strength conditioning coach. Captain Quads. Totally <laughs> surprised. Silver linings. George Anderson, the first ever Head athletic trainer for the Raiders franchise has been anointed and inducted as a member of the inaugural class of the Professional Football Athletic Trainer Society's Hall of Fame. Man, that's he said what it I'm way better than that. <laughs> Cliff Branch, now Mr. Anderson, the hit list. Jackson Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Jerry Jones, Daniel Snyder, Calvin Ridley, Roger Goodell, Jim Rome, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, Coach K, yes, that Coach K, Aaron Rodgers, and Instagram. up to Queen Libby. All right, good stuff there from Capo, right, man. Capo. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, not a, I'm not a fan of Coach K. No. And Aaron's a big Kentucky basketball guy, so he's definitely not a fan of Coach K. Yeah. I just, I don't know, never liked him. I don't like Duke. Like, uh, I've never all. been a big Dukey. Nah, no thanks. No, thanks. Um, all right, so good stuff there from the Capo. Appreciate you, Aaron. Uh, always uh, holding it down for us in terms of voicemails. And, and, and appreciate the donation earlier as well. Uh, Capo, Ebony, Mike Y, Tyrone, Daniel, Crujo, Pineapple, 
cannot appreciate those donations enough. And uh, everybody that's in the chat room tonight, uh, Fargo Raider, Kiljadis, Tyrone Graves, uh, Alfred Esparza, uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, of course. Paul is in there, Ms. Molly. We appreciate you so very much. And you can join those great folks at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio uh, each and every week. Uh, Michelle Sweat's in there. Uh, let's see. Lamont loved watching his Tar Heels beat them in their house for Coach K's last game. That's right. There we go. Let's go. Yeah, uh, Michelle's uh, husband, Lamont, uh, although he's a, a great Raider fan, his passion is college basketball, and he's a big North Carolina fan. So, nice. uh, yeah, good stuff there. Mario Fausto is in there. Uh, appreciate you all in the chat room. All right, let's get to a few calls. Uh, let's hear from, uh, first off, we call him the Historian. He's down there in Houston, so we call him Houston. Oh, man, I messed that up. We call him the historian. He is Houston Raiders, Steve. Dang it. Almost had it, too. Murph, my swag death, nation, made men and made women, Houston Raiders, Steve. As we all know that we uh, celebrate the life of uh, John Madden, but I just wanted to let you know, uh, from when Monday Night Football started, when Madden was the coach, they played 16 times on primetime TV. They had the Monday Night Magic. They were kings in Monday Night Football. In Oakland, they were they won six games. And they lost two games in prime time. On the road during Madden's time, they won six times. They had one loss and one tie. So they were 12-3-1 on Monday Night Football when John Madden was the coach of the Raiders. As a child or a teenager growing up in Houston during the John Madden days, it was pretty amazing, man. We only got to see the uh, Raiders if they played in Houston or if they played on Monday Night Football. There was no Sunday night, Thursday night anything else like that. So when they played on Monday Night Football, I, I finally got to watch our team with all the great players and Coach Madden and all the stuff with Howard Cosell, Dandy Don, and Frank Gifford, Don Meredith, call our, Monday, our, our Raiders. That made them a global team. So we want to thank John Madden for everything that he's done for the Raiders. And there's only one of him and he was storming on the sidelines, but that was our coach. He was a player's coach. Everybody loved him. He was a, you know, his impact. He was just an amazing man. God bless you. Rest in peace, Coach Madden. Goodbye. All right. There he is. Houston Raiders, Steve. Good job, Houston Raiders, Steve. Nice, uh, sentimental. Yeah. Houston Raiders, Steve, there talking about the, of course, the, the loss of Coach Madden. And, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, Houston Raiders, Steve, appreciate that sentiment as well. And yeah, the Raiders were the kings of Monday night, man. We didn't lose, uh, on Monday night football. And when we did, it was very, very rare. All right. Uh, two more to get to. Let's hear from our buddy. We heard from him on the email and now let's hear from him on the, the phone call. So I looked up and I'm like, okay, Raider Jack. We, Raider Jack has been around this show for like five years. And I'm like, he's got to be a made man. Wasn't. Huh? Nope. So tonight wow. he sent an email and he sent a phone call he's and it. he's been part of the show forever. I'm like, so you know what? Welcome to the family, Raider Jack. And we're going to induct you into the made men. Uh, give you uh, we're going to pull out that, that chair and give you a seat at the table. And let's first check in with your phone call. Hey guys, this is Raider Jack from Seattle. Well, Everett, wherever I tend to go. Uh, we looked at last week in, uh, in, you know, Raider nation and, around the league, and, man, free agency has gone wild, things are getting cleared up, and see all these rumors about, well, we should take this guy, well, we should take that guy, and you see that you know, old standby, we should get Amari Cooper, we should not get Amari Cooper, that dude was on the Capitals hit list, why is he not dead yet? <laughs> Whose responsibility was it to freaking take that dude down? Like, that dude should have been down a long time ago, why is he still around? 
<laughs> anyway, That's great. Uh, you know, I see Lockett might be coming here. That'd be interesting. I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be a heck of an off season. It is really weird, really slow, really off the chain. I don't like it. Anyway, I got three minutes to better stop. You guys have a wonderful day. I'll be listening to the show tonight. Go Raiders! All right, yeah. appreciate you, Raider Jack. Nice job. And uh, hey, man, welcome to the table, my friend. You are made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. All right, there he is. Congratulations to, uh, to, to Raider Jack. Appreciate you uh, up there in Everett, Washington, man, holding it down for yeah. the Pacific Northwest, man. Uh, good stuff there. And, uh, yeah, keep them coming. Keep those emails and phone calls coming. Uh, always like to get your messages and appreciate you being part and supporting uh, Raiders Fan Radio. All right, last one to get to before we do the sizzler and get out of here for the night. It is, uh, man, we heard from these guys in a while. <laughs> Let's go, man. There's no one like the Mangus boys. Good afternoon, Raider Nation. As this, as this voice bar has come in, the AFC has just gotten tougher. And you know, there are a lot of rumors from the so-called Twiddle GM that Derek Carr will be traded. Let us have a moment of silence. Silence! <laughs> Derek Carr ain't going nowhere. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> love you, DC. We love you. Bring us another Super Bowl. DC, 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 and call we trust. There it is, the Megas boys. I love it. I'm with you. Daniel and Matthew Mangus bringing it, man. I love it. They're like, I love the how oh, they pulled the, uh, the 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 Terrell Owens there. Oh, like, yeah, that's, that's my quarterback. Man. That's my quarterback. Oh my gosh! So those guys are great. So uh, I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, those guys are big supporters, not only of us here at Raiders Fan Radio, but your business uh, out there in Alameda, absolutely uh, at, at the deli there. And quickly shout that out. Give that a quick plug before we give the Sizzler Award. Tell us about Domenico's Italian Deli. Yeah, Domenico's Italian Deli, our original locations in Alameda, California, on Webster Street on the West End. So if you're in the Bay Area, passing through, or you live there, man, take a trip down, get a great. Italian sandwich. You can see my mom and my brother, and they'll take care of you. There's all types of uh, Raider memorabilia in the deli, and even some Middle Tennessee uh, memorabilia. You might well. be on so, a poster hanging up in there. Might be. I might not. Yeah. I know, <laughs> a little thinner. I was a little thinner back then. You know, better looking. But uh, and then we got our second location out here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So if you ever come to Nashville. Slide on down. I'll take care of you, too, either way. Absolutely. Good stuff, and I uh, appreciate that. And, you know, it's funny. When uh, when we had Will in town, uh, when we went to – because we went to your place yeah. for, for lunch, and he goes, 
I think I might be one of the only people that's eaten at both Dominicans. Yeah, he's been at both locations. He's been at both locations, man. And like, and I, I'm, I'm part of that club. I, we got to get like a button. I know. We need like, something. He's been to both Dominicans locations, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And, and I'm still lobbying to get a sandwich name after the Raiders. Like, I'm still. <laughs> well, we were talking about the other day. We got to work it out. We, we got to figure out which is the best. Okay, we got to have a sandwich called, called the Raider, man. I know. Got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, and it'll make sense because of Blue Raiders. Exactly. So it'll make sense here for our little town of, of Murphyville. Murphyville. <laughs> we're taking over. We're taking over. All right, Murph. So Murph, you, not Murph, me. All right, who do we got? Who is the best of the best in terms of the emails and phone calls tonight? All right, so the emails, we had Raider Jack. We had Fargo Raider. We had Paul, the oh. Royal Scribe. And then the voicemails, we had, of course, Capo leading it off. We had Houston Raider Steve. And we had Raider Jack again on the voicemails, now a main man. And then we had the main guy. Nice. Boys. So, man, this was tough. There's a lot of good ones. Steve Tom competition tonight. It's real steep. But I'm going to have to go with me. I mean, this guy just echoed, I think, everything that I was feeling and honestly said on Twitter and on the show. And it helps. He slid a little chocolate. Oh, let's go. In the cold beer. Fargo Raider, man. Nice job, Fargo. Let's go, buddy. Thank you so much, Fargo Raider. You rock. Great, great email. I am the Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Brewhala Drecker Brewing. What's a brewing? I had way too many R's in there. Can you tell that we've been having beer? Uh, so Drecker, ch- check them out. That is Drecker Brewing Company. That is in North Dakota. Uh, check out also uh, Carol Weidman's Candy Company. That comes to us courtesy of our good friend, uh, Fargo Raider. We appreciate you very, very much for sending the, the treats to us tonight. Uh, that is that is the, the, the best. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody in the chat room tonight. Paul's in there. Ron's in there. The Big Easy. Ebony Graves. Lencho. Kill Jadis. Uh, let's see. Michelle Sweat is in there. Chevy Silver Raider. Uh, so many of our good friends. Tyrone Graves. Tide Raider. What's up, Ty? Ty. Speaking of frequenters of, oh, of Dominicans. Absolutely. So, hey, before we get out of here, Jeff, shout out the podcast. Shout out the business. Give a message to Raider Nation. Raider Nation, we're going to be just fine. Don't sweat the Russell Wilson nonsense. Derek Carr's our quarterback. He's going to take us to the promised land. We're going to address the O-line in the free agency. We're going to get what we need in the draft. Just buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a fun season. Check us out. If you love college football, especially the group of five conferences that don't get as much love, at Group of Five Guys on all the social media. We got a podcast on YouTube. We got the audio version on all the DSPs. Check us out. And if you want a good sandwich here in the Bay Area or Middle Tennessee, Domenico's Italian Deli. Awesome, man. Thank you. Me. Thank you so much for coming Thanks tonight, for man. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. You know, always miss uh, Swag and Uncle Mosh, yeah. uh, but been great having you in here tonight. Excellent insight around the draft and players, around the group, group of five and, and beyond, man, and appreciate your Raider fandom. Appreciate and, you. Uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to Capo, Ebony, Mike White, Tyrone Graves, Daniel, uh, Crujo, Pineapple. All those donations goes 100% to the One Nation Foundation. 
Thank you so much, you guys. Everybody have a great night. We love you, Raider Nation. Raiders! Raiders! Uh, (laughs) Titus said burrito and modelo time. Oh, nice. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.